High School Slumber Party is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. So, Kate, thanks so much for coming on once again. We're doing a little special thing here. I know you fans of 90s sitcoms love the clip show, right? No. Uh, <laughs> the bottle episode? These, like, clip shows have aged so poorly, like, when you watch something on Netflix. When I was a kid, like, oh, I love Friends, right? And I'm watching Friends, and I would I would love it when they just had, like, a flashback thing, and I got to see all these scenes, and it's like, ha-ha, remember that? But now that you could access those scenes at any point... When you get to one of these episodes now, you're like, I don't want to see that thing I just saw like two hours ago, you know? I know. But but this is a little different. Twilight is dropping on Netflix this weekend, which means nothing to you, Kate, because you own all the movies. I know, right? (laughs) Congratulations. Congratulations. The Venn diagram of people who refuse to own Twilight but want to watch Twilight. (laughs) Yeah, because I think there's going to be a whole generation. Generation might be be overstating a little bit. But there's going to be a whole subgroup of people who are going to watch Twilight either for the first time or they haven't seen Twilight in a really long time. For whatever reason, Netflix has this power that when it's on Netflix, people start watching that. We were we were talking about that with Abduction, that people are writing articles on Abduction because for whatever reason it's on Netflix, and they're like, hey, let me watch it. Netflix is also promoting the shit out of the fact that Twilight is going to be on their service. You know, they'll have it streaming on whatever they do, recommendations and stuff. So there are going to be so many new or, you know, so many watchers of Twilight who haven't watched it in a while or new watchers. So I thought we would cut together right. some of the... So, or, or boyfriends, boyfriends, twihards who are gonna have to sit through it. Let's. I don't think that's a small, small population of people right there. Let's be honest, husbands, fathers oh, yeah. as well. Sons, you know what I mean? Sons, so, I mean, sons. At this point, baby Edward, who was conceived in two thousand eight after mom came home hot and bothered from Twilight, is now what thirteen. <laughs> Oh my God! Think about that. So oh yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I just, I just put that together too. <laughs> so this is a new access point for a lot of people. It's gonna go. I mean, who knows? It, it could be a complete dud, but there's a good chance that people might listen to our Twilight Forever episodes again. So I just wanted to kind of cut this episode together as a little bit of a primer for our history with Twilight and <laughs> what it means to us and what we've been doing in this series and eventually Joe Chu's introduction to the series as well and all the fun we've been having here, Kate. But before that, before I present the this masterpiece, which, by the way, I'm going to have to listen to all these episodes, oh take notes. God. That's my weekend. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but before that, Kate, just for people who are listening for the first time, quickly, what is your history with the Twilight franchise. Well, first, before I get I get into that, Brian, if I may speak directly to a very special audience member who I hope is listening, Renesme. <laughs> if your parents named you Renesme, 
after watching this movie series, please get in touch with us. We have some, we want you on the podcast. I didn't even check with Brian before offering you this, but we <laughs> want to talk to you. I want to talk to you. I have so many questions for you. So Renesme, if you are listening and I know there's a Renesme out there, please, please get in touch. It wouldn't be the first time you booked a guest without asking me. So. Right? Kimmy Gibbler of a high school <laughs> I said that a couple of times to you. Okay, so my history with Twilight is in 2008 when the when Breaking Dawn, the book, because it's only one part, the book, but it's two parts of the movie, came out. All of a sudden, Twilight was everywhere, and I never heard of it. Wow. Like, okay, I need to read these books. I need to see what the hype is all about. And I felt myself getting dumber with every page turn. And I was like, why the hell am I reading this trash? And it like, it like basically smothers you in your, your sleep. It like lulls you into a state of complacency and then kills you with stupidity. So I read the books. I'm like, this is terrible. I never want to engage with the subject better again. And then the movies came out in November and I saw every single one in the theater, like half of them sober too. So I just, it's like these, there's something about this story that is just, it, it appeals to me on a deep lizard brain primal level, which I can't necessarily explain. And my head is like, this is stupid, but my heart is like, but it's great. And every time I watch these movies or engage with the books, because I've since reread the books, I had to rebuy them because like a dummy, I gave them away. I get more and more into the world of Twilight. And it's just this gonzo masterpiece of bullshit and brilliance. So I just, you're going to think if you're listening for the first time that I hate it and I kind of do, but I love it more than I hate it. Yeah. That's something I definitely want to clarify with you here. If you listen to uh, our high school's number party, Twilight forever episodes, you might think that Kate hates Twilight, but that is not true. We have so much fun talking twilight here we have so much fun breaking it down countless hours even redoing of episodes because we didn't think they were good enough countless bottles of wine unedited let's see we probably have talked a day's worth of twilight like no joke no joke like (laughs) absolutely and it could go on longer and longer and that's what we do twilight forever and i knew nothing of twilight when you first brought this idea to me, like, no, we have to talk Twilight. I just, I heard of it. I knew it from just being in the culture, right? But I'd never seen a single film. So the first go around was a discovery for me of this. And you'll notice in some of the episodes how analytical I am. And you kind of answer the same way. You're like, don't, you know, just don't, you're overthinking it. You know, <laughs> it's, it's lizard brain material. And you don't mean that in a bad way. no. It's just like you're afraid of the dark. There's something about Twilight that speaks to you. What I really liked about doing this with you, Brian, is that you start out like, eh, whatever. This is Twilight. I kind of get it. I guess I'll, like, engage. And, like, by the second, like, our second life with Twilight, you're into it. Like, you like watching these movies now. Oh, yeah. It's really, really fun. I like watching them, and I love talking about it with you and now Joe, too. Because, again, you watch it, even if it's the fifth time you watch it, and you want to talk about it with someone. It's just, it, it, it's hard to explain. It, it's just, there's something about it that lulls you into a state of complacency. And then it brainwashes you into its way of thinking. <laughs> and if you're uh, like a first time watcher out there, when congratulations, you're about to start on an epic journey. But give it some time. 
it gets better the more times you watch it. If the first time you're like me and you're like, uh, you know, what the hell's going on? That doesn't make sense. Just let it seep into your pores. Let it let it get into those don't veins. Fight it. Yeah, yeah, don't, don't f- fight it. Don't fight it. Just worship but- it. Okay, you described something great, right? The boyfriend on the couch. The girlfriend's watched it before and she's like, oh, you've never seen Twilight? No, it's on Netflix. We're watching Twilight. Don't be the asshole who says, no, we're going to watch what I want to watch. Fuck you, if that's you. We don't Embrace want you. Embrace it. You're not in our clubhouse. You're not in our. Uh, you're part of the Volturi, man. You're not. You're not a Cullen. Embrace it. You might end up making a Renesme if you, you know, really get into the Twilight and and impress that lady friend of yours. Who knows? But the thing is, even people who hate Twilight have managed to see all the movies because, especially when it just auto plays, there's something about it. I don't know what it is. If I could bottle it, I, it would be crack basically <laughs> right like there's just something about it's like this is the dumbest thing i've ever seen now i need to see the next if there's just something about how mundane it is and deeply stupid and there's no subtext in twilight well i guess there's two subtexts but it's not even it's not even subtext it's overt like overtures <laughs> it's bella wants to get laid and bella wants to be a vampire she's not there's no subtext to it right yes and that was the next thing i was going to ask you about the most important primer for you guys watching Twilight for the first time in a while or the first time or whatever are the two things you just said. If you remember that, A, like you said, Bella wants to get laid. Yep. B, Bella wants to be a vampire. And I guess there's a third thing. It's what you and your friends say about Bella. Can you say it for our slumbers? She's special. <laughs> exactly. And if you remember those three things, yep. you're going to have a fun time. And if you're like, why are you talking about Jacob versus Edward? You'll slowly learn that that does not matter. That this is all about Bella. And that's some yeah. of the glory in this film. But I'm curious what your so- favorite side characters will be, uh, slumberers out there. Anything, anything else you want the listeners to know before they embark on this Netflix journey? Yes, I need to make a... I'm going to set your expectations in tone right now. Do not sleep on Rosalie. The fact she's a fucking bitch and that's the extent of her personality means she is actually the greatest character in the Twilight universe. And realistically, she's in the top 100 of all time because (laughs) Stephanie Meyer, the one who created her, hates her so much. Like it's clear she hates her that she inadvertently made one of the more interesting characters. (laughs) And that is a through line throughout our conversation. So thanks for mentioning that. (laughs) Once again, we wish you guys luck and hope you enjoy this little, little tiny snippet of the world we've actually created here at Twilight Forever. Oh, one other thing I wanted to mention. Wait, wait, Brian, you have to call it our little piece of forever because that's how (laughs) the saga ends. (laughs) Our little piece of forever. But there is one more thing I wanted to mention before, before I let you guys enjoy i let your ears enjoy the beauty that's about to come um the games we've been playing with joe too so joe too we added on because he was interested and and we're like hey if we're gonna do this forever we need to alternate guests right or ha- have yep. a new guest every lap and he's been great just his passion for the subject matter and it's perfect for him too because he, he loves lifetime movies so he was ready to just <laughs> digest digest but the games we have been playing i've been having so much fun with these games so there'll be some clips about twilight games there's kate hudson's ebay purchase of the episode there's the twitter game there's the card game we've been playing a lot of games here so the fun continues so look out for those episodes the newer episodes but catch up on the older ones as well now i'll ask you one more time kate 
anything else you want to say? I mean, just have a good time because again, I cannot stress this enough. Twilight is not meant to be something that you shit on because that's too easy. That's a cheap laugh. There's more joy in finding what's beneath Twilight and loving it for what it is. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> let's leave it at that then. What did you say was the best way to put it? Our little piece of forever? Yes. Well, slumbers, now please enjoy our little piece of forever. <laughs> I was a quick, wet boy diving too deep for coins all of your streetlight eyes. Wide on my plastic toys And when the cops closed the fair I cut my long baby hair Stole me a dog-eared map Called for you You've been on this show a couple times now. And in fact, when we were talking last time with Angus, you kind of brought up, you know, I had known you, you love Twilight, but you kind of brought up the need to talk about Twilight. <laughs> Honestly, I think I might have said it last time. There are only a couple things I knew about Twilight before I watched it this morning. One, obviously, it was a book series. Mm-hmm. Two, uh, there's Team Jacob and Team Edward. Mm-hmm. And... You know, I knew Kristen Stewart, obviously. I know, obviously, that it was about vampires, but, like, that's kind of it. So you're going to kind of get the keys on this one. Um, I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna lean on you a lot here. Don't worry. I'm a subject matter expert. <laughs> I didn't even know Twilight was a high school film until kind of you told me the last time. So that's how much of a novice I am. Like, I, I just kind of avoided this entire series <laughs> till now. But guess what? You made such a compelling argument last time that... This is opening 2020. This is the first episode of 2020. Yes! I can't so, wait! What a, and what a better way to usher in the year than with Twilight, I guess. <laughs> and guys, this is going to be a series. I don't know how long it's going to take us. You know, I don't know how many episodes. Well, I know how many episodes, obviously, because I know how many movies. But I don't know when we're going to get them all in. But we're doing them all. <sighs> you are a Twilight virgin no more. <laughs> no, no. Uh, and, you know, I, I want to get the kind of bullshit things i do every week out of the way because i feel like this is just going to be one that's you know going to be like a runaway train and we're just going to take off with it so every week i read the back of the dvd and for for those of you not familiar with twilight here's the back of the dvd twilight bella swan doesn't expect much when she moves to the small town of forks washington until she meets the mysterious and handsome edward cullen a boy yeah, <laughs> who's, hi- <laughs> who's hiding a dark secret. He's a vampire. <laughs> As their worlds and hearts collide, Edward must battle the bloodlust raging inside of him, as well as a-, a courtier of undead that would make Bella their prey. Based on the oh, number... Yeah. Yes. 
That's a fancy word for such a shitty series. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Good to know. Based on the number one New York Times bestselling sensation by Stephanie Meyer, Twilight adds a dangerous twist to the classic story of star-crossed lovers. Yes! Yup, I mean... (laughs) Well, first I want to be like, star-crossed lovers is not Edward and Bella, so I don't understand why... (laughs) Like... It feels like they're, that was just, like, some English major. Like, it was their first job out of college. And they were just, like, trying to, like, get their money's worth out of their degree. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it, it seems like that's usually the case with these things. I want to ask, because I don't want to jump the gun too much. What is your history with the series? Like, how did you get <laughs> – how did you become a Twilight expert, if you will? <laughs> I'm so glad you asked that question. You have no idea. Um <laughs> So I need to start, I need to give you a prologue before I even tell you this. So I was raised a Mormon, and this is really important. I'm not a Mormon anymore, because Stephanie Myers is a Mormon, the lady who wrote oh. Twilight. And I, I say that um, to set the context of, I read the books before the movies came out. Like, I had never heard of this, like, this series until Breaking Dawn came out. And that's the last book in the series. That's book four. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's always like that for me. I didn't hear the Hunger Games. So the third book came out. Like, I'm just not, <laughs> I'm just not very aware, you know? So <laughs> I read the books. And the thing about the books are you literally, and I, I mean that literally, felt yourself getting dumber every like page you turned. Like, wow. But, it's, it, but there's so, there's something about them. It's just like. It's, I don't know, it's like all you can eat McDonald's fries. You know, you should only have three fries and move on, but you just eat as much as you can <laughs> because that's there and you consume. <laughs> so that's the history of the books. And then I think the movie came out the next year and I've seen all of them in the theaters. I, wow. Well, because it's, so I was never sober. Like, I mean, I should, I should point that out. <laughs> like, I guess I should explain my love for this series. It is not, um, it's not an ironic love. I genuinely love it. But it's also like, you know what you're getting into with Twilight. If you come in with the right expectations, like it is a fucking car crash. <laughs> like I love it so much for what it is. I just love it because it's never, it's always played straight. It's like the set is falling down around the actors <laughs> and like they half-ass everything. Like it's all half-assed, Right. Like, they had a woman direct the first one. They had a woman write it. And then they inadvertently, like, were like, oh, shit. People will actually see this movie, right? And then they replaced all the women with men for the rest of the movie. Is that for real? Oh, my God. Because I was going to be like, I'm actually surprised. There's, like, this is a pretty women-driven film. Uh, Yeah. I I always like to bring that up because, like, obviously a woman wrote the books. As you mentioned, the writer's a writer is a woman and the director is a woman. I'm like, that is so rare that I hope they continue. I was going to ask you about that. Like, I hope they continue in the series. You answered me. They They do not. It's it's everything about these movies are just a fucking train wreck. So here, I truly do love them. Like I love them, but I don't love them in the way that maybe like the soccer mom, like team Edward, the ones that got shit on the Twihards love them. (laughs) are still my people and I, I get I get so irritated when people just shit on this movie because one give it a chance like you you're shitting on it because things teenage girls love get shit on like let's just be honest mm-hmm. and two it, it is a car crash and it's like a joyous car crash like you have to like lean into that 
I was gonna warn you, but then I've just been going. It's the holiday season, right? So we've all been out and about. But I was gonna warn you, like you have to go in and set expectations with this movie that it's just gonna be a train wreck. But you're gonna have fun if you're expecting something good. Like you're in the wrong series. So I will say this: this is by far the best directed and best produced of all the five films by far and away. Uh, okay, so that you're answering a lot of my questions here. Um, <laughs> I didn't go in with high expectations. I think, I think if you've never seen Twilight and then you go into it with high expectations in 2019 <laughs> slash 2020, like where have you been living? You know, like <laughs> it obviously does not have a great reputation. Um, but I, I think you made an interesting comment about the like you're a McDonald's thing because like people who like talk shit on like fast food, like fuck them because they're expecting too much of it. So yeah, I could, I could see where you're coming from here. Like, take it for what it is, right? Like, don't come in with a chip on your shoulder. Just know you're going to watch a bored Mormon housewife's wet dream about a, <laughs> a sexually frustrated, emotionally abusive vampire. <laughs> it's like, if you actually talk about what this movie is about, it's so what the fuck, it's glory. Like, Twilight is it should be in the same category as The Room. Like, that's the type of people who should be watching Twilight and embracing it. But they've never given it a chance. And you know what's so funny? Like, this movie has, for better or worse, such a cultural impact that what you just said, as crazy as it is, is totally acceptable now. But pre-Twilight, if you said that, like, you know, supernatural teenage vampire, you know, whatever the hell this is, it's like, what the hell? This is such like a culturally impacting film that everyone knows it. Oh, yeah. I don't know if everyone has seen it, or I should say the series at least, for, c- counting the books. That you know, I, I don't know why it's taken me so long to watch it, but here we are. <laughs> you better hold on tight, Spider Monkey. <laughs> we are describing a horror movie: a vampire stalking <laughs> human. And gaslighting her, and yet bringing him to her, like her to his family, and putting her in danger, and then wanting to control her. This is a horror movie, and you're right; it's played like a beautiful teenage romance. I love it. It's so good. Like, think um, about that for a second. Like that is so supremely fucked up. It, yeah, I, uh, I'm surprised so this didn't screw up America more than it did. Well, so that's been a lot of, like, the shitting on Twilight is, oh, it's, like, it's a horrible relationship. This shouldn't be hashtag relationship goals. But, like, you know what? No one fucking says, like, about Iron Man, oh, we don't like the way Tony treats Pepper Potts. Oh, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, that sort of feedback and that sort of scrutiny and that sort of shitting on only is ever exclusively related to things teenage girls like and people think that teenagers aren't smart enough to be like, no, this is stupid and fucked up. This is not right. Like, no one ever worries about what the message we're sending to men in their movies. I mean, that's a really good point. And I think, you know, it's evident because, well, you know, we could argue to, you know, the cows come home what American society is today, but it certainly doesn't feel like Twilight. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, this movie has come and gone, and it's not like there's, like, exactly. It's, it's just fun, and it's stupid and it's a fantasy so like shit man let everyone have the fantasy because that discourse like i said never gets applied to movies that are just geared towards men aka everyone (laughs) 
And there's like this old, I mean, I shouldn't say old, it's kind of a newer argument like that we don't have like B movies anymore. Like every movie has to strive to be awesome. Yeah. Like, yes. you know, even our superhero movies have to be like the best or people get Ugh. mad. And Ugh. this is, this series is a good argument for like, you know what? Let's just like enjoy this. Like, <laughs> yeah, just don't question it. It's like it's suffocating us in our sleep and it's telling us like, shh, 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 just go with it. It's okay. And like if you fight it, you're going to have a bad death. But if you just let Twilight like smother you in your sleep, you'll go peacefully. I'm telling you. <laughs> I mean, not all entertainment has to be art. I would not qualify this as art. I, oh, I disagree. I think it's art in such an amazing car crash way that you could not, you couldn't purposefully make a movie like this to be so half-assed yet compelling like i'm gonna bring up the makeup again because it is so bad the <laughs> are atrocious the makeup is atrocious and this movie had a budget so where did it go <laughs> I, I think that's art i just think it's a different type of art <laughs> what was the budget let me see twilight 2008 budget just wait till you get to the other movies because this movie made a shit ton of money that the men at the studios did not expect, which surprised me and all my girlfriends at the time because we all had plans to go see it opening night. Like we knew. <laughs> well, you said it. So $37 million budget. I'm kind of surprised, but it made $393 million. Yeah. Jesus Christ. That's amazing. But but the thing is, and this I love this too because this movie's always so under like undervalued. Is that you know the quote unquote experts were surprised, but anybody who read the books were was frankly a woman like around that time, and like we we all had plans to go see it, so it's it was not a surprise to any of us. I'm sorry I didn't get a chance to introduce myself last week. Um, I'm Edward Cullen. You're Bella. Um, Yes. Because the discourse around this movie just shits on it without ever embracing it for what it's like. Here's the problem with the, what, how people talk about Twilight who don't like Twilight. It just gets shit on. Like, then the, you're never giving it a chance. And I promise you, it is so bizarre and magical in its own weird way. It's like, it's like a really cute puppy that just keeps shitting on a carpet. <laughs> like, running into a wall. And like, it, it, and it's all its parts are sort of not where it should be. But you love this dog anyway. <laughs> oh, that makes it, total sense. Right? And it's like, if you take this series of movies like that. And you would let it be for what it is. I'm telling you, anybody can find enjoyment in this. And it's not just women. It's for anybody. <laughs> if you just go with it. And if you have the right attitude going into it. Like, I mean, it is dumb. The story <laughs> is about an emotionally abusive, sexually frustrated vampire. And his girlfriend, who literally must have been dropped on her head every single day for like the first five years of her life. Right? <laughs> That's what this is about. Holy cool, shit. <laughs> embrace that and embrace that all of her friends in high school are basically just foils to show how other girls aren't as special as Bella and all the boys in high school are just there to basically ask her out so that we know she's desirable and Edward has won her also like it's beautiful uh. it's beautiful <laughs> I can't disagree is there anything else um, from this first film in the Twilight series appropriately called Twilight 
that you want to talk about now that you have this forum here? Again, we're going to get into this. We're going to talk about all the others, but anything else from Twilight 1? I think we have to touch on Catherine Hardwick for a second because you don't understand what a good job she did yet because you haven't read the book and you haven't seen the other movies. <laughs> but from a purely like director standpoint, what she did was fantastic. Like the color palette she used, the shots she like took, the way she created a sense of intimacy between this vampire and his severely brain damaged girlfriend. Like it is, it, it's amazing. It's truly like an amazing feat which she accomplished. And this is so this is my second favorite movie in the series. My favorite oh. is num- is number three um, because the plot is so bananas. I love it. Um, <laughs> but from a technical standpoint, this is by far the best movie. If they had just handed this movie over, I think, to Bill Condon, who ended up directing like at least one or two of them from the get go, we probably never would have had the next movie. She they built this off of her like blood, sweat, and tears, and then they just pushed her to the curb. Oh, which is so awful. Like in my notes, I wrote like this is actually a really beautiful film. Like it gets yeah. ru- ruined by like stupid, like the, the, the like <laughs> running the vampires and stuff. Well, the it plot gets yes, by the plot. But I mean, visually, <laughs> like I wasn't so hot on like the vampire running and like some of that kind of stuff. Like I don't know, whatever. But. In terms of just, like, as you said, the color palette and just, like, the way the setting looks, like, it's, I was, like, I'm kind of surprised and I'm really disappointed that you tell me that, you know, this kind of stuff doesn't continue. So I think because she set the tone with the first movie, like, it, there's elements of that still there, but it definitely loses the sort of intimate sort of female gaze for Bella, for sure. Oh, it's disappointing. It's disappointing, but at the same time, <laughs> Stephanie Myers really goes rails with the actual plot so you won't miss it as much because it's so bananas what's about to happen oh i can't wait the vampires like baseball well it's the american pastime and uh there's a thunderstorm coming it's the only time we can play you'll see why i like to call twilight the best baseball movie of all time (laughs) because it is and it's like couldn't they work with Alice, who's a pitcher who has terrible form and, it, like, for whatever reason, keeps raising her leg to her head as she pitches? So, her form is so bad that it's distracting. Like, why do I care about yes. baseball in this film, right? Like, I, I don't really care about baseball in this film. I'm not watching for, like, their skill level. They're obviously vampires. But, like, when the ball comes out of her hand is not when it should be coming out of her hand. Exactly. When, like, like, and it's to the, the distracting point. I was like, what? Yes. <laughs> and it's, like, they can't do that bare minimum of research. Like, these people are vampires. They should be better. And they don't do it. But at the same time, Catherine Hardwick does a really good job with the source material. So it's truly inexplicable. That's the word for this saga, if you will. It's inexplicable. <laughs> of course, vampires, you know. <laughs> from, from what you're telling me, it's probably inconsistent. But can you explain to me the rules of vampires in <laughs> This Twilight you know, society. Obviously, this isn't like Anne Rice vampires or anything like that. Uh, you mean like how our vampires, who are going to be immortal and live forever, inexplicably want to be monogamous? Like it's like it doesn't make sense. <laughs> you, you want that same like piece of strange for the rest of eternity? Okay. You just don't belong in my world, though. I belong with you. No. 
You don't. I'm coming. Bella. I don't want you to come. <laughs> the, the big behind-the-scenes thing, as you know, Kate, for this film was that they had every intention of replacing Jacob. Every intention. Yep. Yep. Like, it was even understood that they had cast Relative Unknown and Taylor Lautner in the first film, knowing that there was this transformation in the book, that they were probably going to get a name for this wolf movie in New Moon. <laughs> and when apparently when Taylor Lautner got wind of this, he got really jacked. And he's someone who's actually like close to the age of the character he's playing in this. So this is like a teenager getting jacked for this role. And he, oh, he got roided out. Come on, let's be honest. I mean, he's huge, so I wouldn't doubt that. <laughs> and basically, he forced them to be like, no, I guess we should keep you. A lot of people have argued, I've seen, that maybe that wasn't the best choice. He's so wooden. Can we just point out how like women get replaced on a whim? They're like, nah, brah, you got this. You're great. We'll talk about it more, I think, in the next film, but the Victoria change, from what you tell me, doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But... And it's never addressed. They're not like, you look different. <laughs> but the Jacob thing, um, we all know, I don't want to like make this like a shit on Taylor Lautner podcast. I don't. Obviously, we see uh, Kristen Stewart can do things in Hollywood. <laughs> Robert Pattinson is our new Batman that has prestige in American culture. But Taylor Lautner um, tried. He did, didn't he do, like, the baby Taken or something? Yeah, right? Like, like the teenage Taken, I thought. I didn't see it because, like, even my Twilight love has a boundary. Like, I, <laughs> I didn't watch shows like Access Hollywood or things like that. But, you know, they exist in the background of when you get your oil change and stuff. And I just distinctly remember that, like, his agent or whatever was only pushing for these action roles. And he was trying to get, like, Marvel Because he can't act. <laughs> he can't act. That's why. Like, he can look jacked. Like, once you have that body, like, you can maintain it. But, like, he's not good at <laughs> acting or delivering lines. Like, he's just not. Bless hey, him. Hey, he was in Sharkboy and Lava Girl, okay? And uh, yeah, listen, I, it just seems like after Catherine Hardwick, this, the Twilight Saga adapted a bros before hoes mentality. Like, that's all I can say. Like, not Taylor. We got you. We're going to you're going to carry this goddamn movie. And they're like to Victoria. Yeah, no one's going to tell the difference. You'll both have red hair. See ya. So the there's a whole debate, right? Or at least I thought so as someone who'd never seen a Twilight film. Are you team <laughs> Edward or team Jacob? Are you like... It was a thing back in the day. I think it was more marketing. But like to me, it always seemed pretty clear where the author's allegiance lied as well. Well, it seems very clear in the movies. And not just like... Obviously, like, again, Edward is like fucked up. And when he when He, <laughs> he leaves, is a sexually frustrated, abusive virgin vampire. That's yeah, one way of putting stalker, it fucked up. You know. Yeah, right? 
So the first act ends, right, like with him having to leave, and he could totally be, like, honest with her. No, 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 not having to leave, deciding to okay, leave. Okay, just deciding to Apropos leave. of nothing, with no conversation, no discussion, and I was like, cool, we'll just go along with this, that's fine. Like, I don't understand why he <laughs> needed to lie to her, it clearly didn't help the situation. But how did he lie? So when I watched it, it looked like he wasn't lying, that's fair. It looked like he was being, like, more of a dick than he meant to be. You know? Because his whole thing is like, I'm soulless. You can't be a vampire, then you'll be soulless too. I'm so deep. I'm 109 years old. I'm going to make decisions for you. <laughs> That's not good. It's not good. But like, you have to keep it. Okay, again, you have to just anchor yourself in Bella's very deeply stupid mentality, but at least it's a consistent mentality. She wants to get laid and she wants to be a vampire. <laughs> It's consistently stupid, but those are her two motivations. Go away. What? Go away. What happened to you? What's wrong? Hey! What happened? Did Sam get to you? Is that what's happening? Sam's trying to help me. Don't blame him. But if you want somebody to blame, how about those filthy bloodsuckers you love? The Collins. I don't know what you're talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about. We need to talk about uh, Dakota Fanning. Jane. Which, by the way, okay, so Dakota Fanning is also in the butchery. Her name is Jane, and I'm 95% sure either that's why her like vampire ability is pain like i i just don't know what what came first was like stephanie myers like oh i'm gonna have a vampire whose ability is pain and i'll name her jane (laughs) she can pain give people pain at will yeah that's why she goes pain oh my god yeah stephanie meyer is not a creative writer but goddamn if she didn't make more money than you and i will ever see in a lifetime oh my god of course so I'm assuming we see more of Dakota Fanning in this series. She's not just like a prop, like she kind of is in this one. I mean, she is, I mean, all characters are props in this <laughs> series. Fair, fair, fair. But y- you'll see her more. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> good to know, good to know. So yeah, so we finally get some new additions. Again, Michael Sheen, we get Dakota Fanning. Jane we get my favorite. We get my favorite, the emo vampire who talks like he's constipated. <laughs> I think his name's like Arlo, and he's like this depressive vampire who's also part of the little tree, and he's my favorite. <laughs> okay, so the one thing we haven't talked about, and I speak from authority, is that even though New Moon is not widely regarded as the best of the Twilight movies, unless you're like Team Jacob, which I think we've established you're only Team Jacob because some bossy girl on the playground <laughs> told you you were. Um, you, you. It is widely regarded as the best soundtrack, and I speak from experience because I was stuck in a horrible traffic jam driving from Sacramento down to L.A. over Christmas, and I, (laughs) in preparation for the year of Twilight with High School Slumber Party, decided to listen to all the soundtracks (laughs) on repeat for nine plus hours, and I can tell you, I agree with this, New Moon by far has the best soundtrack. Which is great. I mean... Overall, again, I've only watched two movies. The soundtracks have been pretty good, have exceeded 
what they should be, you know. Listen, as much as I tell you to dread all Twilight movies and turn off the brain, I can tell you that the soundtrack excellence keeps up. That's good. It's the one thing to look forward to. I mean, it's something where the first film, like the way it was shot and the color palette and the setting. Excellent. Just excellent. Excellent, yeah. And, and the soundtrack was good, too. This soundtrack, you're right, is very good. The renaissance master of a director, <laughs> that, t- that took it me away from it a little bit you know so maybe not so much there but again good music so if at least that's going to continue that's fine and while we're while we're in this whole like italy part edward what he attempts to kill himself it doesn't go through or (gasps) oh i'm so glad you brought this up because it is my favorite thing ever (laughs) so he like tries to kill himself by calling attention to himself on the same day that there just happens to be a vampire festival going oh my on. God, that's not, like no one gives a shit because the best thing about it is he decides to reveal himself to the people because that's like the only way the Volturi will kill you, right? If you're a vampire. taking off his shirt and they had to paint his abs on oh and I will... my god what did you did you notice did you notice no i didn't if you guys go back and watch you will clearly see that his abs are painted on and at one point when he's like shirtless like trying to fight the volturi they forget to paint the abs on and he's just like this skinny mini and Oh my god, it is it is Edward's painted abs could be the name of my punk rock band. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> it's so good. Oh my god. This is the twilight we came for. The the half ass, like, yeah, just paint his abs on, it's fine. Maybe Taylor Lautner get jacked. Exactly. Ah! I was just gonna say, that's why I get it. If I came to set and I'm like, whoa, we're supposed to be like rivals here, and this dude is like has to be on something because he's too ripped. What's the direct, the first director's name? I keep forgetting her name. Catherine Hardwick. Catherine Hardwick. Catherine Hardwick. Okay, but... One of her reasons that she didn't want to do the next movie is was that there was not enough time. Yeah. But then, because like, yeah, fr- freaking Jacob could get that ripped between the time that they shot these two movies. There's some substance in him. We know that. And Edward, poor, <laughs> you know, he, he's just a musician. He just wants to live his life. Robert Pattinson had any inclination to get ripped. I was like, you can no. just paint it on. It's fine. <laughs> exactly. No, he was like, you know, I just want to make my music. I'm in this series. Hopefully, you know, it gets me more famous. And he comes to set and he sees his rival is like, looks like that. And he's just like this kid who's that ripped. And he's like, I would, I, I would get the airbrush. That's fine. I don't think that was him. So I discovered a whole new way to watch Twilight, which is to listen to the audio like commentary. I was going to be like, Pat- what substance are you on for this whole new way to watch Twilight? Because I'm high on life <laughs> and, and poppers and poppers. Um, so our Pat's only does commentary on Twilight and Eclipse. So I'll bring in some Eclipse nuggets for you next mm. time. But this guy did not give a fuck. So I don't think it was him feeling insecure. I think it was like, oh, we got to put paint abs on Edwards. So because he's supposed to be this like chiseled God and our Pat's probably like 
chowing down on a bird and be like, yeah, do what you want. Trust me, because I can just, spoilers, nothing about the movie, just about the audio commentary. He literally eats two In-N-Out burgers while he's doing the audio commentary. (laughs) (laughs) You know, come to think of it, if I was immortal, I really wouldn't care what I ate ever, right? Like, But you'd be a vampire, so you'd only drink blood. Oh, but like that's what like my other thing like why isn't bella just chowing down on pizza her last like in her mind last year being mortal that's a good point too okay okay so i actually had this question on this watch because i was a little confused if edward's family the cullens they don't eat people they eat yes they're vegetarians but they eat yeah they're animals they eat animals but so do people what's your point why are they hunting like wild deer what do you mean couldn't they just Go to McDonald's and get a burger? Because they're not eating the meat. They're drinking the blood. Oh, okay. So they need the blood of animals. I mean, I just made that up, but it sounds right. But, like, <laughs> you could... Theor- like, it's not a common request, but you could theoretically obtain the blood of animals, like, at, like, a butcher well, let's shop. Not, let's not forget... Yes, you can, but also let's not forget that fucking Carlisle's a doctor who has access to a blood bank. Oh, I keep forgetting that. You're right. Human blood, they- too. Even more... Delicious. At least, but yeah, Buffy the Vampire Slayer at least like addressed this. Like Twilight's like, no, they're vegetarians. They have to go kill mountain lions. Don't ask any questions. <laughs> Listen, the whole I think I said this last time. The whole Twilight Saga is just gonna smother you in your sleep, and I just suggest you stop trying to question it or fight it because you'll enjoy it more if you just let them kill you. Fair. <laughs> like, like stop asking questions. Like, forget it, Jake. This is Twilight. <laughs> all right, all right. Back to the movie. What's the conclusion? They just forgive him? Like, I can't... No, they're like, you gotta turn Bella into a vampire. Yes. She's gonna be interesting. They're like, cool, we will. Bye! I have one condition. If you want me to do it for myself. What's the condition? And then forever. That's what I'm asking. Marry me, Bella. We end the last film with a proposal, and I just assumed that we would get the answer to that, and we kind of do. Bella said no officially, and a lot of this film is about her finding reasons to say no, logical ones, people kind of convincing her, even through the power of flashbacks, that she shouldn't accept this proposal, and yet she's determined to accept this, excited for it, and the part of the deal is like she needs to be turned into a vampire, and she picks a specific date, which is like a week before her birthday or something like that. And, you know, this is all going to turn into her big celebration, which Alice, who's become the party planner of the series. Alice, right? Am I correct? Learning their names. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting better. I'm getting better. He's like, is Alice going to plan the wedding and your conversion ceremony or everything? So before we get into the love triangle, I kind of want to just discuss Edward's take on all this. Edward is a very conservative vampire. <laughs> he won't have sex till he's married, despite waiting all these vampire years for this to happen. 
I thought we were going to get a sex scene here. We certainly get an intimate scene. I don't know. What, what happened in this scene? Look, they didn't have sex, right? Oh, it, what happened in this scene is this whole series was written by a Mormon. <laughs> Come on, that's a huge tenet of the religion. And I can say that because I grew up Mormon. I grew up an Alaskan Mormon. You're not allowed to have sex before marriage. Come on. <laughs> I get that. But it, it, honestly, I know this. Uh, when did this film come out? 2010? I know it's 10 years old, but it still felt out of place in like a teen film. <laughs> it's it's weird. It, it's confused me. But I again, I understood that there's a whole Mormon connection. But people are like even Bella saying some logical things like, oh, in my culture, divorce happens a lot and people don't get married at 18 and all this other kind of stuff. And Edward's convincing her like, oh, it's really important to me. And then she's also not being like, okay, backtrack a little. (laughs) Charlie, I did laugh both times I watched it. At like Charlie's attempted sex talk with her. God, she just blurts <laughs> out, "I'm a virgin." It's like that is so cringe. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> that part makes me die a little inside. Okay, I thought you said cry a little inside. God no. What? what? <laughs> it's ugh. No one's worried if Edward's a virgin. Why do we have to care about Bella? It's strange. Charlie's an interesting character, right? Because Charlie. There's times when I think he's, like, super depressed, and there's times where, <laughs> like, in the first film, I mean, and and I just said I liked the first film, it wasn't clear how old he was. You later told me that he's supposed to be pretty young. In this, he kind of feels like a young dad, <laughs> because, I don't know, the way he approaches things, and honestly, I hope he's a young dad. He doesn't look like a young dad, and, like, her mom doesn't look like she's 36. No, no. I'll tell you what, though, her, her mom's a pretty lady. <laughs> He's very pretty. The way she says Alaska kind of drives me crazy, though. She puts the emphasis on the ka. She's like, Alaska. <laughs> not how we say that up there. I mean, I guess that's, I never thought about it, but I guess you would know more than me. That's interesting. <laughs> like, it's it's clear it's one of those words that, like, she, like, has read on paper, but probably because no one ever wants to go to Alaska because it kind of sucks. Has been like, I've just seen that word. Never been there. Don't say that Alaska sucks. That That's that's not right. That's your home state. That's Old why people I can't go there. say it. Yeah, on their <laughs> cruises. Like, yeah. Also has the most serial killers per capita in the nation. Or may, might be behind California. The most blockbusters, too? No, that one closed down. Okay, I forgot. <laughs> that was my blockbuster. I think we've talked about that. Yeah, we've talked about that. Um. <laughs> we haven't talked about the almost sex scene, really. I mean, we've danced around it, but uh, I mean, let's get into it then. Almost sex scene. So Bella and Edward are almost going to have sex. I thought they were going to have sex. I'm like, oh, finally, this is the moment. What are your thoughts on this? This is this is your forum to talk about almost sex. You really were into Edward and Bella. You were waiting for it. When she hitches her leg over him, it's like, oh, this might happen. Stop trying to take your clothes off. You want to do that part? Not tonight. Believe me, I want to. 
I just want to be married to you first. You really make me feel like I'm some sort of, like, villain trying to <laughs> steal your virtue or something. It's not my virtue I'm concerned about. <laughs> Are you kidding? It's just one rule I want to leave unbroken. It might be too late for my soul, but I will protect yours. I know it's not a modern notion. It's not modern. It's ancient. <gasps> I'm from a different era. Things were a lot less complicated. And if I'd have met you back then, I would have courted you. We're taking chaperone strolls and <laughs> iced tea on the porch. Mm. I may have stolen a kiss or two, but only after asking your father's permission, I would have got down on one knee. And I would have presented you with a ring. So, like, everybody was really into that. And that was the scene. And, like, everybody would, was losing their minds for it. Personally, I don't understand why they didn't bone. <laughs> <laughs> because you have to wait till marriage. Obviously. I just, I don't. <sighs> People are wild, man. <laughs> like, by the time this is all done, we probably talk for 12 hours. And all it is is about, it's about a teenage girl who wants to bone her boyfriend. The hoops and jumps she has to get through to bone him. That's all this is really about. It's kind of beautiful. <laughs> I was waiting till you said it because, you know, like if there's a game that people would play, <laughs> you know, when they listen to our Twilight Forever episodes, that would probably be it. Like take a shot every time Kate talks about Bella's only true you know things that she she really wants yeah her goals in life (laughs) bone and turn into a vampire and this this really moves the ball forward for both because they make the deal that it happens after graduation so now she's graduated and that's why jacob's freaking out and that's why it's like i can only see jacob until after you know until i turn me blah 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 that's why jacob is acting so intense because he only gets bella for x amount of time and she wants to get laid so, like, <laughs> I told you. He tried her best. He's just approved. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are gathered here on this glorious day to witness the union of Edward Cullen and Bella Swan. Please repeat after me. I, Edward Cullen. I, Edward Cullen. Take you, Bella Swan. Take you, Bella Swan. To have and to hold. I was a quick To have and to hold. The richer, the poor. To love. To cherish. My favorite part in all of it, and it's blink if you'll miss it, is when they're driving off and everyone's cheering them, and then Rosalie's just making out with Emmett, paying attention. It is like my. I don't think what? I've talked 
yeah, it's Rosalie and Emma are just making out as they're driving away. Like they're like everyone else is like smiling and waving and cheering. Rosalie's just making out with Emmett. It's amazing. Oh my god, I didn't notice that. It is well, so I haven't actually talked about this. I think on an entire series, but Rosalie's by far my favorite Twilight character of all time. Of all time, she is just a self-centered bitch, but she is such a badass. Like it's, she's, I just, <laughs> I, I think it's a real power move to throw it in your, you know, your sister's face, your sister-in-law's face at her wedding. That you give so little fucks about her that you're just gonna make out during like her big send-off. I just, I, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's this pretty is, badass. I didn't even right? know. And then, like, the entire movie, when, not to get too far ahead, when Bella enlists Rosalie to, like, help her, like, save the baby, like, you know Rosalie could give two fucks if Bella lives or dies. She only wants that baby. (laughs) (laughs) I I know that we're supposed to be like, ah, Rosalie's not as good as Alice, but if you think of Rosalie in a vacuum, she's by far the best character Stephanie Meyer has ever come up with. Like, she (laughs) she was gang raped and left for dead. And then, yeah, they talk about this more in the books, but she has by far the most robust sex life out of all the vampires. So somehow she overcame that trauma to, like, be empowered by her sexuality. She gives no fucks about anybody else's drama. She's just, like, she knows what she wants. And then when she's finally given the opportunity to get it, she seizes it. And, like, she's a mercenary about it. Like, that's amazing that the, like that character could be written into a Mormon woman's anti-choice propaganda. Yeah, yeah, I mean... You know, thank you for the insight. Would never. I mean, it's not out of left field because you notice that, but it's just not not something that they highlight in the films. She's certainly not a. You know, the films are all like, "Ooh, Alice, she's perfect." She, you know, she's not Bella perfect, but she'll like, she's giving up her whole not giving up, but just everything about Alice is like to make this wedding great or make and is it self serving maybe a little bit, but oh, totally. I mean, she's she's as controlling over Bella as Edward is. And, like, she's probably even worse because she can see, like, definite, like, infinite futures for them. And then she gets to pick and choose the one she wants for Bella. So, like, she's just Ooh. as bad. But Rosalie is there giving no fucks. And, like, <laughs> Stephanie Meyer wrote her as, like, just a vapid idiot. She inadvertently created this badass vampire who, like... I don't know if they ever talk about it in the movies, but I know in the book she never tasted human blood. So that last scene in Eclipse where they show her in the wedding dress just killing her rapists, like that was just for shits and giggles. Like that was just... Oh, wow. Rosalie just like... It was great. Rosalie, listen, if there's one takeaway I want anybody who's listened to the series so far to have is that don't sleep on Rosalie. Rosalie is by far the best character. Maybe we'll get like a Rosalie uh, per, uh, perspective book like we we got an Edward one. Oh, she hates Rosalie. Like she fucking hates Rosalie. They talk about, so Edward gives more insight into Rosalie in Midnight Sun. And it's just as like, Rosalie's always thinking about herself. Rosalie's kind of jealous of Bella. It's like, no, don't ruin, don't ruin Rosalie for me. She's, she's a badass. <laughs> Kate, I know you do not like fanfic. So, I hate it. So throw that aside. You are a professional writer. <laughs> you write the Rosalie version and then pitch it. Maybe someone will pick it up. Who knows? I mean, I- I'll read it. That'll be the only Twilight book I read. <laughs> Rosalie, I mean, listen, Stephanie Meyer is just sleeping on Rosalie and she shouldn't because it's clear she likes every other Cullen or Hale. 
better than Rosalie, and Rosalie is by far the best, period. Shout out to Rosalie. Team Rosalie. Always and forever. Whatever Rose. Like, <laughs> I don't even love the anti, I hate the anti-choice message, but I love how Rosalie has been very clear that she wants a baby, and that's why she's always hated this vampire life, because she can't have a baby. And then once that's presented to her, she's like, cool, I will, I will murder <laughs> Jacob for this happily. And like, you know, Rosalie couldn't take Jacob out. Oh, yeah. I don't doubt that. She is vicious and she is calculating. She would, she could easily take Jacob out. <laughs> I mean, speaking of Jacob, what do you think of, I guess, his little uh, wedding entrance? And just like what his role here is at the wedding. His role at the wedding is to ruin the wedding. So good job, Jacob. Like nailed it. The thing about Jacob is like, I know we're supposed to be like, oh, he's like, he's better for Bella, but he's just as controlling. And he just becomes a real like piece of shit in this movie. Like even worse than normal. This movie, man. How everybody wants to force her to have an abortion. It's like, cool. Cool. This, This doesn't feel like scary in 2020. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And uh, just in, in regards to Jacob, I still don't get this, the Jacob appeal. And especially here when he's, I don't know, like, well, what did Edward expect? He's like, oh, I got a surprise for you, Bella. It's the guy who hates me, who doesn't want us to get married. Talk to him. And then, whatever, maybe it's Edward being a nice guy. But I don't know how he's continuous, Jacob, I'm saying, I don't know how he's continuously surprised about what's happening here. Like, wait, you love Edward? <laughs> You're, you're marrying him? You're going to have a baby with him? Like, I get it. I'm su- I, I think people should be surprised. And, oh, my God, you're 18. You had sex once and you're going to have a baby. Not in the way of, like, you're not in love with me. Like, get over it, man. At this point, come on. And the, the entire – he's just angry. He's just angry the entire film. Because he's in love with her ovaries. And what do you mean by when you say that? That the whole explanation of why he's always been drawn to her is because he felt Renesmee's essence in her body. Before – wait, so that's not – Okay. I mean, maybe we'll talk about this more with imprinting, but that's not... (laughs) We'll talk about more with imprinting, because we're going to go off on a tangent there. But if that's the case, I have a lot of questions. Forget it, Jake. It's Twilight, baby. Like, it's Chinatown. (laughs) You just got to walk away. (laughs) I hope the series ends like that. That's all I'm going to say. If you kill her, you kill me. Jacob imprinted. They can't hurt her. Whoever a wolf imprints on can't be harmed. It's their most absolute law. Because I know I've talked about how he's not a super strong actor, but there is no way to make that scene work. And he did his best in that scene. So is that literally what's happening? You kind of alluded to before that, like, he was, you know, his attraction to Bella was not actually to Bella, but to this unborn child. Yes. So it's explicitly stated in the books that at least... So Bella, like, had an obsessive need to be around him when she was pregnant, and that was actually the baby sensing that they would have a long-lasting love affair. And it is, it is love. It's not just, like, because they say, like, oh, well, 
you know, they have a little montage where it seems like, you know, brother, whatever you need me to be, I'll be for this baby. Yeah. Yeah. No, eventually they are going to go to Bone Town. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I know. I was... It's so fucked up. It's one of my favorite things. See, this is not my favorite movie, but it just does have two of my favorite scenes. The vampire cesarean and a wolf boy falling in love with a baby. And they're back to back, too. So I know. Like, it's just like, it's like, um new moon i think i said this over text to you it's like new moon because it's like oh it's boring 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 bam freaky deaky vampire cult with this one it's boring 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 bam weirdest shit you've ever seen in a movie (laughs) i know there's no real way to discuss it without coming off like a creep because it's so fucked up and then and then it's the highest law of wolf boy lore and land that like once you fall in love with the baby that's it you can't do anything to the baby so he didn't make this, this was just a natural choice inside of him. He didn't make this choice like, oh, I'll, I'll make a sacrifice. I know if I imprint on this baby, I can end these hostilities now. Like, that wasn't it. Like, he just, he couldn't help himself. Correct. Wow. He fell in love with a baby wow. the natural way. <laughs> I had thought so maybe do- he was like, you know, saying, oh, here's a good idea. I'll imprint on this baby and then they won't die. No, no, this was this was just the law of wolf boys taking over. Couldn't help himself from not falling in love with that baby. Insane. Absolutely insane. And it is so inappropriate. <laughs> and that uh that ends up saving, you know, the day. That ends up ending all the hostilities uh with this we- weirdo battle that's happening outside and yeah, I mean <laughs> I don't know what else to say. That's kind of how we end, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, we end with Bella becoming a vampire. And her oh, eyes turning of course. How could I forget? Uh, you know, this is a real kicker of an end. Not that we didn't know it was going to happen, but Edward injects her with his venom, like a big syringe right into her heart. And then he and then he also is biting her. Mm-hmm. And then Rose, uh, not Rosalie, Alice dresses her like a dead doll because <laughs> that's what Alice does. And then Carla is like, oh, she's being so quiet. It must be the morphine. No, Bella's just special. So she doesn't scream during her transitions. Oh, God. Because she's special. Oh, God. (laughs) And then, bam, Vampire Bella's here. The end. (laughs) Wow. And then, I mean, it is a cool way to end, boom. And the red eyes, too, because as we said earlier, like, to help preserve her, they've already been, she's been taking, like, milkshakes down of human blood. Uh, oh, sorry, a blood, right? Is it human blood? Yeah, it's Oneg. Wait, how do they get it? Carla's a doctor. Oh, so it's just like, it's just like, yeah, it's not, uh, they didn't kill someone for it. It's just like donated blood and stuff. Yeah, they're just going to the blood bank. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Cool. <laughs> I mean, not, you know what I mean. <laughs> so do the red eyes have any significance? Yeah. So actually, I talked about this with my girlfriends when we did Twilight, the movie club, a couple of weeks ago. Um. You all newborns have blood red eyes because of the remaining vestiges of human blood in their system from when they're turned. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Because it never made sense to me that Rosalie had blood red eyes in those flashbacks because she wasn't actually eating them. Mm. But it does make sense if she was still a newborn doing it, getting revenge on the the men who raped her. There you go. That's why we do this. That's so people can get the knowledge (laughs) they need to help them help guide them through the twilight universe oh god i love it so much this this is where it really goes off the rails like if you thought it was like okay this is weird but i can kind of get behind this this is the movie where you're like oh my god this is too much 
Yeah. <laughs> Insane. But again, I'm glad we ended this way. I'm glad we did because, you know, it would have just been like a wedding honeymoon movie. So whatever. It's silly. It's fucked up. But this is why I started watching Twilight and when uh, we started talking about it on this podcast for weirdo shit like this. Right? Well, the best thing is, is like if you compare the first movie to where we like, oh my like God. end up. It's like, could you have ever predicted no. this small story about, like, a human girl falling in love with a vampire would now be, like, this far, like, to the left of normal? Absolutely not. The only inkling I had was the fact that everyone was like, oh, man, the series ends so crazy. And that's all I knew. Um, other, other than that, <laughs> it's like, it's amazing how far we've come. Again, if you listen back to those episodes, you'll hear the questions I have are so silly compared to what I'm asking now, you know? <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say silly so much as, like, you were a sweet summer child who didn't know to expect vampire cesareans and teenage wolf boys falling in love with babies. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I was a little too grounded for the series, but <laughs> I'll tell you what. <laughs> so though. good. I cannot wait for the next one. And we get a little uh, little preview what the next one's going to be about in this post credit scene that I didn't even know happened that you told me to watch. I'm like, oh, shit. So I caught it on YouTube. Uh, we see... Our boy, Arrow, I think his name is. The Volteri hierarchy is there, and that's her, her really bad assist, his really bad assistant. Who is not the assistant from New Moon. Oh, okay. So they've gone through a couple of assistants, so clearly they either turned that first one into a vampire, or, you know, she, she met the same fate as this chick. Yes, and I didn't realize Arrow was such a stickler for grammar and spelling, but he is. I mean, look, if you're going to be an assistant, I get it. Uh, <laughs> you you got you to gotta have the good grammar. But supposedly, well, again, she's also Italian, presumably, even though she's, right, because they're in Italy. Yeah. So maybe she doesn't didn't get the English translation correctly on the, uh, whatever wire service these vampires are using. Who knows? <laughs> but, yes, yeah, so Carlisle announces that there's a new uh, member to his little clique. And it's like, oh, is Carlisle getting powerful? It's like, oh, whatever, you know, it's done. His brother, I guess, is like, it's done. Or someone he calls his brother. And he's like, no, it, it's just beginning, kind of. He's added a new member to his cover. Oh. Increasing his power. First, it's the spelling and the grammar. At least our dispute with the Collins is over. Over? Mm, goodness, no. Our dispute goes far beyond the fate of a mere human. And what might it be? My brother, I thought you understood. They have something I want. One of the first moments here that I was like, oh my god. I was laughing, but also like, what the fuck? Was, they quickly remind you that uh, Jacob last time imprinted on <laughs> Bella. What's, what's her name again? Renesme. I know what you're getting at now. Renesme. It's a huge meme. Go on. Jacob comes in and he's trying to explain what's going on. And Bella and Ed Edward to a lesser extent, but they're both like, this is fucked up. And I agree with them. 
and then he's calling her Nessie. You named my daughter after the Loch Ness Monster? It's a wolf thing. What's a wolf thing? Um, you know we have no control over it. But we can't choose who it happens with, and it doesn't mean what you think, Bella. I promise. Take one as my out of the room. Oh. Edward, don't touch me right now. I don't want to hurt you. You imprinted on my daughter? It wasn't my choice. She's a baby! It's not like that. You think Edward would let me live if it was? I'm still debating. I've held her once. One time, Jacob! And already you think that you have some moronic, wolfy claim on her? She's mine! <laughs> You're gonna stay away from her. You know I can't do that. Stop her, Edward. We said it's fine. She's amazing, right? Do you remember how much you wanted to be around me three days ago? That's gone now, right? Long gone. Because it was her. From the beginning, it was Nessie who wanted me there. Nessie? You nicknamed my daughter after the Loch Ness Monster?! First of all, I thought that was a comedy line, but no one sold it as comedy. I started laughing, like, ha ha ha. Everyone on screen was like, oh my god, you know? And I get it. But yes, he <laughs> he named her, so he nicknamed her Nessie, and Bella is angry for, again, a lot of reasons. I get her anger. I get everyone's anger. I know he did it for protection, but now he's being a little bit weird about it. Like, oh, let me see the baby because eventually I'm going to sleep with her. He doesn't say that, but, like, you know, that's the implication. Like, oh, she's mine forever, so let me see your baby. Like, He's such a creep. He's such a... This is my favorite part about that scene is she fucking drags his ass by the scruff of his neck and throws him out of her house. So cool. I loved how she kicked his ass. I kind of wish that was the last time we saw Jacob, honestly. Right? Okay, okay. But you remember how you're like, I might be Team Jacob at the beginning of this shit. I completely regret saying that at all. I don't know why Stephanie Meyer backed herself into this kind of corner where, oh, this is how I'll solve this problem. He wasn't in love with Bella. He was in love with the baby that Bella would later form. And then, okay, let's say that's the case and let's say he protects her. I would have thought it was more interesting if he had an awkward relationship with that. Like, oh my God, I imprinted on a baby. You know, this is weird. I'll still always protect her. That, to me, I could buy into that. But the fact that he he views himself as, like, her life partner, the baby's Ugh. life partner, Ugh. come on, Jacob. I, I I would want to beat him up, too. Well, and, like, this is, this is why I love Rosalie. She totally throws him under the bus. She's like, why don't you tell him? I fucking love that. She, Rosalie did not have enough to do in this movie. I agree. My I agree. One, this is my one piece of feedback. Because Emmett's like, he's like the Hulk. And like he walks out with Bella and Jacob during the fight. He's like, I'm going to regulate this Volturi. Rosalie's time to shine was when she was a forced birther in the last movie. Who didn't give a shit about Bella. And that's why I love her. But I just wish Rosalie had more to do in this movie. That's my one piece of feedback. Because it's unfortunate. Yeah, Emmett. I know you said they're not all Cullens in the book, but like all the Cullen children, 
if you will. Uh-huh. They have a movie where they stand out more than the other movies. This this might be Emmett's movie here. Like he was background for a lot of movies for a while. I know we saw him early on, like stand up to stuff, but like three movies straight he was just kind of there. And now he's like, oh, I'm like the second or third strongest in this entire family. I'm going to step up. So it is interesting how they kind of rotate that. We had uh, the Rosalie moment with who else had a moment? Oh, the Confederate fucking flashback, too, we had in that same movie. Jasper. Jasper, yeah. This movie, what's what's her name? Ja- Jasper and... Uh, why am I forgetting her name? The one who I... Th- Alice. I, I ship Alice. She's on Cameo. Come on, get it together. <laughs> Jasper and Alice go away for a while and i know it's like a plot device or whatever but we don't get a lot of them and i feel like alice is the one that we've gotten most of the family who's not obviously our main players but they kind of had to put her you know put her on ice for a little bit too so we could like rotate people in and out and i'm totally fine with it when you watch it as a series but as a movie you're absolutely right some of the family members here kind of go to the background for an introduction of as we already said 90 million friends. Stephanie Meyer just loves it. Here's what I like about Stephanie Myers because I actually really fucking hate this modern trend of killing your characters just because you have to like increase the stakes or like create tension. Stephanie Meyer doesn't kill anybody that anyone likes ever. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like the old like Dawson's Creek problem. Not that I was a you know big watcher of that show, but like it used to get made fun of because anytime something dramatic would happen, they would introduce a new character. Not either kill that character, or that would be the character who was gay, or that would be the character who did drugs, you know? Well, they fucking killed Abby out of... It's, I don't like just killing characters for the sake of killing characters. Yes, yes. But uh, Stephanie Meyer is kind of old school in that, where, like you said, nobody we really care about... Well, eventually, yes. In that final battle, people we do care about die. But they don't really spend emotional time on it but we'll get there <laughs> no no one dies in the final battle that's what's brilliant about the final battle it's a total okay so in the books this is all a thought exercise where the Volturi is like but what if we do this and i was like i saw the future this is what happens like, this whole fight the whole like last half of the movie that's an entirely like hollywood thing and i remember at the time they're like we're gonna change the end of the, of the book and like that's all they did they did a psych out we'll get to the final battle but there are main characters on the bad team that pass away i'm not saying we should mourn them but who doesn't uh dakota fanning die no that's all a fake out oh she was also a fake okay we'll get there we'll get there we're jumping the, gun. the only people She's the only person who dies in this movie is maggie grace Marina. She's oh the only God. one who dies. No one else dies. Well, I got confused then. I thought there was like, okay, whatever. whatever. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, <laughs> Let's get there now. What else is there to talk about? Let's do it, dude. I had questions. I wrote down some big questions. Ask me the questions. <laughs> okay. So we've already talked about how creepy Jacob is and he continues to be creepy for the movie. Ugh. My next question was, what did I miss with Charlie and this this lady uh, from Clear the water? That's Sue Clearwater. Yeah. Okay, so Harry Clearwater dies in New Moon. Remember yes, that? Yes, I remember that, but did they get together in the last movie and I just don't remember? They started to get sweet on each other and there was a mild tension with Billy because Billy Black also was getting sweet on Sue Clearwater, but Charlie won because in this movie, white people always win. <laughs> so bad. But in this, they seem coupled up as soon as we see them. Let's backtrack a little so I guess the original plan is to, and it's a really fucked up plan, let's be honest, is to say Bella died. So she never has to see her father and mother again. Well, 
it's not never has to because she's not going to change and eventually they will die and she's never going to age so it keeps their identity secret which keeps them safe from the Volturi. I didn't realize when she was making the choice to be with Edward that she was also making a choice to never see her family again, right? Basically, yes, that was her understanding. She just wanted to get laid and getting laid she had to marry Edward. It's like, yeah. Bella, Bella doesn't make the best choices. No, because she seems to, like, I know her mom, she she likes to, obviously, she went to Florida and visited her, but she seems to have a really good relationship with her dad. She went to Florida she, to say goodbye to her mom. But that's fine. Her mom left her anyway. Like, to her do mom's that the to Charlie, fucking worst. <laughs> I'm with, actually, and I can't believe I'm saying that, I'm with Jacob when he goes to tell Charlie that Bella died and he can't do it. And he's like, oh, let me just say this. It ends up working out, so... I'm with Jacob with that. And they're like, Jacob, what'd you do? You made this slightly inconvenient. What else is Charlie going to say? Charlie's kind of a doofus. It puts everybody at risk. So, okay, so in the books, this is like, we can't tell Charlie because the Volturi will come and fucking rip his face off. And then Jacob, being fucking Jacob, is like, no, I know best. I'm going to go take the situation into my own hands. I'm going to show him my own true self because, remember, because in the fourth movie, he left his wolf pack. So now he's a wolf pack leader of two, like three. So he gets to make his own decisions because Sam is like, you. Ha- Sam, his previous wolf pack leader was like, no, you keep your identity a secret to people on the outside. He's now his own leader. So he's not bound by that. So he can show him his wolf form so that he'd be like, look, there's shit you don't know about. Let me get naked in front of you because that's normal. Yes. Okay. So this is what I was building to. <laughs> So when Jacob is trying to explain that he's a wolf, he feels the best way to do this. And I get it to an extent, but he strips down slowly all his clothes and he's still in high school at this point. That's what you've told me. So good. He's like 16. No, dude, he's like 16, 17. Okay. Okay. So he's 16 year old. That's why we're covering it. It technically makes it legal. Well, not this, but you know what I mean. (laughs) He starts taking his clothes off in front of Charlie. It's so good. And first, Charlie's like, what are you doing? And then halfway through the clothing, Charlie's just staring at him like, oh, let me see where this goes. Like, what do you you think Charlie – what do you think he was thinking when this was happening? He doesn't know of the the magical world of of, uh, werewolves and vampires and all the other things that happen here, right? He doesn't know that. So what do you think Charlie, who's living in the regular real world that we live in, is thinking when the 16-year-old kid starts saying, I got something to show you? And starts taking off all his clothes. It's the greatest thing of all time. (laughs) Hey. You heard anything? Charlie? Bella's... uh... No, she's not. No, no, no. I mean, she's, she's fine. She's back home and she's feeling better. Why didn't you say so? It's great. Wait. There's something you need to see first. I need to see Bella. Look. In order for Bella to get better, she had to... change. What do you mean, change? Here goes nothing. What the hell are you doing? You don't live in the world you think you do. Jacob, put your clothes on. Now, this may seem strange, really strange, but 
Stranger things happen every day. Trust me. But what do you think he's thinking? Like, what's going through his mind? Who the fuck cares? It's amazing. Like, what would you be thinking if some 17-year-old just started addressing it to you and saying there's more in this world than you realize? Like, it's like... I'd be like, stop. Stop, kid. <laughs> Oh, God. I'm not that's not my thing you know like I think you need to express your love to people your age like that's what I would be thinking you know like let's talk about it let's sit down I would think he had a crush on me and I'd be like listen let's sit down and talk about this what's going on in your life I wouldn't just stand there like a doofus like first he's like come on man and then he's like huh where's he going with this I would never get to that level because where would he think he was going with this you know what I mean <laughs> As we just move along, we've already talked about a lot of scenes here just by talking about the cast. A lot of scenes, again, percentage-wise of the film. We already talked about going to Alaska to see the cousins from Denali. Um, immortal Children. Do you want to touch any on the, anything on that? Like, they think that Renezme might be like an evil child, but she's not, right? Something like that? Yeah, only in the sense that it completely reaffirms my belief that Stephanie Meyer saw... Uh, interview with a vampire edited for television on TNT one day like at 2 p.m. and she was just like cool I believe that too because they had a whole thing remember that Kirsten Dunst is like the vampire child and eventually they murder her because they're like we can't have that half mortal half immortal conceived and carried by this newborn while she was still human Possible. You think they fooled me, brother? Bring the in. Yes. <laughs> so silly, so amazing, Michael Sheen. Thank you, thank you, thank you for what you've given to the world with that. Not just in like gifts, but like just it was so amazing. And I found out he's fascinated by uh the the little girl's heartbeat that's why he's laughing yeah, because she is not an immortal child she's half immortal though what the okay next question how can you be half immortal because your dad's a vampire and he boned a woman but you're either mortal or immortal like there's no middle ground if you can die you're mortal right so you can't be know. half immortal and the, <laughs> fast forward a little bit one of the big revelations here is that one of the backwards, dressed, and totally racist Amazon people is also a half-immortal. No, 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 not at all. So, okay, do you remember back to last movie when they're talking to the two, like, magical indigenous people who happen to know everything about vampires but also happen to be cleaning their apartment on Magical Island? uh, Yes, okay, okay, so sorry. To clarify, yes, they're not the same Amazon people, but they're from Brazil. They're from Brazil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think Stephanie Myers understands that the Amazon is also in Brazil, to be <laughs> Okay, okay. Good clarification. She also dressed them the same, or whoever did, dressed them yeah, very similarly. Yeah, because anyone who's not white has to dress in, like, a costume, dude. And, the, so... the, of course, the Irish being not white in Stephanie Myers' mind, not white enough for her. <laughs> dar, 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 dar. It's so bad, dude. It's so bad. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so then that's why Alice and Jasper left, 
because remember Alice sees the future and so this is what Midnight Sun the new Twilight book like added is that Alice has to like has sees infinite futures based on infinite actions so she basically is like unpicking a knot at all time to try to like understand it so she basically left and told Bella go get your fake ID in case this all really goes south but she's also she pursued the best possible future which was to go find this other hybrid human vampire bring him back because like out of the goodness of his own heart to prove the Volturi is not a threat to like their kind basically gotcha gotcha and then you know one of the big revelations there is that like oh he's 150 years old and they're like yes our daughter is going to live to 150 so jacob can bone her for a hundred and what Isn't it ookie? 40 something years so ookie. It's 143 so ookie. years and jacob's it's like so yeah. gross. But even though but Jacob, like the werewolves don't live forever, right? So I guess he's not going to. No, okay, no, they do. Okay, so. They this, do. I well, didn't they, know that. Well, wait, they do if they're in proximity to a vampire. Oh my God. What? <laughs> yeah. So in theory, they will live forever as long as Jacob stays with Renezme, Bella, and Edward. Jacob will live forever. Renezme will live basically forever. And then, yeah. That's why the whole little book ends, like the book, the movie ends on the flash forward of Alice seeing it, Edward being happy, and then, this is what I liked about the credits too, they actually, for the the, the course, like, read, they actually, like, zoomed in on the parts of the book where they're introduced, and then the movie yes. ends with forever, because I think that's how the book ends too. The movie, the book, this podcast forever i'm sad <laughs> i'm sad it's ending i'm really up like i know we're gonna do this again with uh joe too but it's like i always get sad when i end like watching i like it's sad i am i'm not so much a sad i'm just ready to go for this next round because i think i'm gonna notice some different things i think i'm gonna have a different time like i'm excited for it now you get to be a tour guide now you're not the person going on the tour like now you're like oh did you know this did you know that did you notice this like it's at the more- very least i'm gonna be like oh check this out this this part gets so crazy you know yeah well and like you'll like read more into it because i remember maggie grace said like wearing uh the contacts was like chinese water torture or something really offensive it's amazing oh God. Yeah, it's all amazing. (laughs) I just, I just love it. I love Twilight. I'm so grateful for Twilight because I think this is going to be the last episode of the year, right? Well, it it, will. We might get our Q and A in before the end of the year if you have time. But uh, this is the last. I have nothing but time. I have nothing but time. (laughs) Everyone talk to me about Twilight. I'll answer all of it. I'll bust out my encyclopedia, which is now worth a hundred bucks on Amazon. It's, yeah, I'm just, I'm really grateful for Twilight this year. It, it's like, this has been a really hard fucking year, and Absolutely. Twilight got me through it. Twilight really helped me. I think, I wish I knew I could, because I bought them all on streaming. I wish I knew how many times I watched them. I wish Amazon would tell me, because I think I've honestly Twilight the movie 10 times since March. The original one. Yeah, and I've Number probably one. seen, I've probably done the cycle three or four times. Wow. <laughs> The way we end here is kind of poetic. It's it's nice, very romantic, because it goes back to the whole, again, not that their story when you break it down is romantic, but whatever. Uh, It it goes back to the whole them kind of laying in the flowers. I don't know who's taking care of their child, 
But oh, Jacob, what am I oh, thinking? Rosalie. Oh, Rosalie. Do you think Rosalie's going to let Jacob around that kid without her? Come on. <laughs> this is why I love Rosalie. She's a fucking bitch. And you've kind of answered this on previous podcasts, but let's put a final, final paragraph of that high school essay. What did Twilight mean to you? in 2020 dude it kept me like truly this is not me being an asshole it kept me sane it was something to talk about it was the one thing when it would come up in like cultural zeitgeisty conversation that was just fun there was no like oh remember when stephanie meyer came out and said like all gay people are horrible like that didn't happen because that's jk rowling (laughs) i love it it was a safe haven in this horrible time it was like a nice reminder of the before time that had no cultural baggage because twilight is impossible to attach any cultural baggage to because it's so (laughs) stupid it's like it's you know what i mean because like harry potter is like i don't want to say it's well written because that bitch loves an adverb but like it means something to those people right the fans like what does twilight mean to a fan it's like it's a very personal question and it's very mercurial who the hell knows it's very dumb yeah i mean definitely let's talk a little statistics though okay how many times and i know you probably didn't record this but how many times do you think you watched Twilight, all the Twilight films this uh, this year, 2020? Okay, so if I... Oh, God. Okay, so the first Twilight movie, no joke, 10 to 12 times. Wow. Uh, <laughs> that's like a conservative estimate. There was a time I was watching it like every weekend in like May and June. New Moon is probably six or seven. Eclipse is probably like six or seven. Final Breaking Dawns, probably six or seven. Gotcha, gotcha. I mean, that's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. lot. But you know what? But that's one of those movies where I can just turn it on and just let the, like, nothing else is going on. You know what I mean? Like, I turn it on and, like, if I'm having a bad day, I can't focus on my bad day and focus on the fact that, like, the makeup line on our pats ends directly at his collarbone and you can (laughs) see his pink chest underneath. Like, it just, it puts you in a fugue state. It's very calming. I hear you. I hear you. And uh, obviously it comes from the source material, the books. And how many times were you able to read the books this year? Okay. So you're going to be, you're going to be shocked. I've read, I've like physically read the books once in like 2007, 2008. And I listened to the audio books in its entirety this year. Yeah. So those are the only two times I've actually engaged with the source material. Um, And what about that Edward book? Didn't that come out? (gasps) Rising Sun? Of course. Did you do that in audio or in uh I think I own it in audio, but I read it. I, I had a really hard time reading this year. I used to be able to like crack out a book in a couple of days, and it took me about six weeks to finish Rising Sun because everything's just terrible. <laughs> like I consider myself like not like a reader reader, but like a reader. And this year, like I read like maybe three books because it was just too much energy to like read a book for me what about you oh yeah i mean ever since i started this podcast sorry guys but like i've been reading a lot less but yeah no this year i didn't read as much as i should i could pretend i did but i didn't i do like audiobooks too though but for me obviously i've never read any of the source material for twilight and this is my first <laughs> rewatch but 
Gotta admit, I did some rewatches in the middle of the first watch, so I don't know. I don't know. You know, I don't know what my statistics are. But again, they are great movies to just have on in the background doing stuff. I always need movies to have on in the background while editing and stuff. So, uh, I mean, it sounds like a pretty fruitful year for you, Twilight-wise. Yeah. Especially with the films. But also, uh, I guess this segues into my next question. Because we've kind of talked about this as well. Let's reverse things. What did 2020 mean for the world of Twilight, in your opinion? (gasps) It was huge for us. Okay, so 2020 is the year I officially decided I am a Twihard because I used to, like, and I think if we, like, we're going to redo Twilight eventually, but I think if I were doing Twilight now than I did at the, like, at the end of last year, before the shit hit the fan, I think I was more like, look at this asshole, like, look at that asshole, you know what I mean? Like, just pointing out stupid things. (laughs) Like now, like I see it for what it is and I love it for what it is. I think I've talked about this before, but uh, I keep calling it breaking down. Midnight Sun. It's Midnight Sun, not Rising Sun. Sorry. That was huge. Stephanie Meyer like teased us for years. Like she even had the first couple of chapters of that book written in 2007 or like 2008. And she gave our Pats the first couple of chapters or maybe the whole book so that he could like get in Edward's mindset. And then it leaked right about that time. And he was worried that he was the one who leaked it because he obviously didn't give a shit and probably left it lying around. <laughs> but apparently Stephanie Meyer is so psycho. She had different parts of the manuscript in different like copies of who she gave it to. So she knew exactly who leaked it out because she's psycho. And I love her. Got that. I feel like everybody, just based on the resale market of stupid Twilight stuff, like I think everybody really embraced Twilight this year because it was just a respite in a really weird time. It felt like Twilight finally crossed over to a a different place in pop culture where Mm -hmm. obviously even when it came out, it was mocked by people. Unfairly, unfairly. We've already agreed on that. But now I I think a lot of the Twihards came out of the woodwork or even people like yourself who maybe didn't call themselves that and now proudly call themselves that. There's a lot of uh, change from when we talked Twilight, the first Twilight film, and then we, when we ended, no. you know, a couple weeks ago, like, I feel like there's been such a movement on Twitter and just the Twitterverse, if you will, or just the internet that wasn't there before. And, and like you said, you could attest that with eBay when you were trying to acquire all these things early on and it was so easy. And now mm-hmm. it, the price has gone up on everything there. I mean, it's cool. It, it's a cool moment. I think we started this thing at the right time. Another thing I wrote down that happened in 2020 uh, if we're going to do a little, you know, re- year in review. How about that RPATS interview, like, kind of early <gasps> in quarantine? <laughs> oh, I loved it. I, seriously, I don't really, because I lived in L.A., I don't really, like, worship celebrities just because I've seen them in their natural habitat and they're really not that great. But I think I've said this before. That interview really made me want to be his best friend because, Brian, can, you can attest to this more than probably – people at home can because you edit our conversations which now go way over (laughs) like there's a lot of chaos in between there but it's like I'm a chaos demon I really am like all my friends refer to me as that chaos Kate or headstrosity when she really wants to be just a lot (laughs) so like game recognized game there like I could absolutely hang out with that whimsical possibly depressed but super chaotic person (laughs) oh I love it Uh, such a great moment when he starts the fire, it's amazing. <laughs> Forever linked with pasta in my book. Oh, I love him. <laughs> 
So you gotta double pump the clutch when you shift, but besides that, you should be good. So we've alluded to this man a bunch today, and I feel like we need to bring him in for a little conversation just to preview what the second lifetime of Twilight's gonna be like in 2021. The man is Joe Two. Joe Two, thank you for joining in on the old Twilight phone here. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. I'm I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> you asked some questions in the Q and A, and I wanted to save it till you're here. But okay. before any of that, do you remember how to introduce yourself on High School Slumber Party? You got to say your name, your yes. high school, your graduating yes. class, all that jazz. Yes. <laughs> Name's Joe Two. Graduated 07, the Pittsburgh Central Catholic. Uh, Roll Vikes. That was our Roll Vikes. So, yeah. Joe, you're going to be joining us on the second go-around, at least for me, of the Twilight franchise. We're so excited for that. We need another voice in here. Otherwise, we're going to have five-hour episodes of nonsense. We need, <laughs> we, need someone to, we need someone to bring us home here. So, Joe, really quickly, I got some questions for you. Yes. It's not going to be like a too-fast, very formal thing. It's just going to be some random-ass questions. But first— Go for it. What is your history with Twilight, and why were you so interested on in joining us on our, our voyage through the, uh, the Twilight realm? So, I was watching movies. My friends had this film club kind of thing, and they would do, like, a Wednesday night drive-in, okay? And the premise of the Wednesday night drive-in, it was called Shit Film Wednesdays. <laughs> and, um... <laughs> yeah, and one of the movies we watched was Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 2. Now, mm. I went into this going like, well, I've never seen the rest of them, and they said, perfect. That's exactly how you <laughs> watch this. <laughs> so I remember watching the movie with like a group of people online. And, like I, I was just like floored by it. I was like, this is incredible. We get to a scene, then they just erase the past 40 minutes of the movie for no reason. <laughs> and I was like, this is totally up my alley. These are great. I think that this is a perfect film. And I, I always loved it. I was like, okay, Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 2 is incredible. Up until quarantine, I had never seen another movie, like <gasps> Twilight movie. Like, I just, just I didn't want to tarnish the idea <laughs> of how beautiful Breaking Dawn Part 2 was in my head by possibly causing any type of explanation for what happened. But then quarantine began. I was getting curious, and we watched them all one day, and I was like, yep, I didn't, I didn't ruin anything. This nope. is still great. So, um, yeah, that's, that's my background with Twilight. I've only, but for you guys, I only watched them that once. I mean, like, I've seen, like, bits and parts of other ones. Like, if they're on, sometimes Rachel puts them on. But typically, like, I've, I've only watched through them one time. But I've seen Breaking Dawn Part 2 a bunch of times. <laughs> That's great. That's perfect for us. And, I mean, it's something that you know from your own show, Too Fast, Too Forever, that every time you watch a Fast and Furious movie, things change. And we're looking forward to that aspect of it on our second Twilight rewatch and discussion. So, Do you have, like, a theme for this uh, rewatch? Is there, like, something you're focusing on? You're the theme. No. I you're am the theme. The theme. Okay, yes. Okay. It's let's bring in another person and see if the chaos ensues. Or you should have said he floated in like Ara with the Volturi at the end of Breaking Dawn Part Two. Really disappointed in that lost opportunity, Ryan. Because <laughs> I was gonna jump in there. You're like, no, let me just go straight to the dude love with Joe too. It's like, I'm bro. No, no awesome Twilight intro. Cool. Cool. <laughs> Way to Mike Newton that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Look, it's going to get crazy. It's going to get weird. We know that. It's going to get fun. It always does uh, on our Twilight Talks. It always gets <laughs> interesting and strange. And I can't wait to bring another person in on this because someone else has to experience the chaos that ensues when we talk Twilight. Yeah, I'm, I st- I'm still not really under short, like understand or sure of like what actually happens in these films. <laughs> nothing. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. I, I, like I've watched them and I've tried to piece together the story and like sometimes Rachel will give me like background tidbits of something but I'm like why all of a sudden does he have dirt bikes for no reason and, like, <laughs> because and she's and because she's like very very good at it yeah and she and she like all of a sudden like wants to do like skydiving type shit and like adrenaline junkie stuff and I'm like what the fuck is going on here but yes okay because of Ghost Edward Come on. Yes, I know. I know. Well, we'll get there for sure. But, Joe, you did have some questions, and some of them are related to, to your points. So I'm glad you joined in on our Q&A. Your first question was, and this is for you, Kate, of course. You're, you're our Q&A okay. master today. Have okay. you ever played baseball in a thunderstorm? I mean, yeah, but I grew up in Alaska, and we didn't have a lot of them. And we didn't realize as soon as thunder starts to come in, you better go running because it will kill yeah. you. Yes, Exactly. But okay, but to be fair, to the Colin Hale vampire Coven's credit, one, they're immortal, so they can't die. Like, That's like, true. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. And then two, they're also in the Pacific Northwest. So they are and I was in Alaska, so they're probably equally as brain dead to uh the rules of Thunder and Lightning because they have hundreds of years of collective experience and yet they still make very stupid mistakes all the time. That's true. <laughs> very true. I think they like if you were a vampire that got hit by lightning though, it would just be like like stubbing your toe or something, right? Like, mm. well, I don't know. It actually depends because fire is the one way that you can actually have a forever death in the Twilight universe oh. if you're a vampire. Ooh, I didn't because know that's that why either. they burn James and that's why they burn Arena's body at the end of Breaking Down Part Two. She's the only that. death that sticks. Don't worry, I okay. I know all deaths in Twilight. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Well, we, we got you when you get there. Joe, your second question. A very yes. interesting one. Do you think vampires get angry at rain delays when watching baseball live on TV? They have to. Well, it's going to depend on who the vampire is, right? Like Alice. Okay, well, here's this where it gets interesting. Because Alice can see the future. She could probably like oh. warn Emmett, right? Who would probably Ooh. get angry about that. And then Edward's going to know anyway. So he's not going to make plans until it actually starts. Why will starts. Edward know? Because Edward can read Alice's thoughts, Alice's vision. Oh, God. <laughs> Dumb question. Duh. Fuck. <laughs> Sorry. Whoops. So, oh. so it really depends on their temperament and what their special abilities are. But then, okay, I, yeah, and know. I like how you can chain the special abilities together. That's a good move. Oh, yeah. But, okay, even answering further, none of the Colin Hales are going to get irritated because then Jasper is going to use his weird feeling thingy to make you feel calm even if you're upset. Interesting. Yeah, so the Colin Hales do not get upset for rain delays with Empire Baseball or baseball. Regular baseball, yeah, regular baseball. Yeah. Regular baseball, yeah. But the Volturi will just go slaughter the other team. So, you know, <laughs> okay. it's all relative. Fair. Okay, Joe, your yes. third question. Yes. I don't how many werewolves <laughs> How many werewolves do you think are professional motocross riders in real life? Like 15%? I- I think that's a good number, right? Well, I mean, here's the deal, especially in the books. There's a separate breed of werewolves in Europe who are way more feral and less um, 
having abilities. They're basically like rabid wolves. So the whole thing, while the Volturi is like, nah, fuck it, we got to kill these werewolves and the vampires who hang out these werewolves, is that they are seen as a threat in Europe. However, technically the werewolves uh, that we are dealing with in Twilight, this Twilight saga, are shapeshifters. Yeah, I know that part, yeah. Uh, so I guess if you're asking, I would say 100% of the LaPush teenage werewolf boys are motocross bikers because that's the stuff. No, no, no. Hire. I was asking the other way around. How many people do you think in real life motocross are actually werewolves? I was asking that oh, way. Like, I think 50. None. None. Because you're going to turn into a werewolf three days out of the month and they're not going to tie that to the motocross schedule. They're not be like, oh, Billy Bob Jojo can't do yeah, these three competitions. Like, but you could just like fake a knee injury or something, right? Every month though? What's the motocross schedule like? It's not like, you know. It's, it's a season it. and it's cumulative and you have to win multiple things in order to actually get a prize <laughs> at the end. No, I dated a guy who was super into this shit and made me go to... um. Was a motocross? It's it was supercross where they go through the flaming yeah yeah, um, yeah. fire thing. Yeah, no, it's all cumulative. So none of them because okay, look, they're just not going to be able to do that sport. Pro motocross announces nine race nine race twenty twenty schedule that begins August fifteenth this year and it runs August to October. So if you miss three days and these are all like a week apart anyways, you could probably get close to just missing like one or two events. Yeah, so that's but you the still... COVID schedule too. Yeah, oh, and true. then also, like, if you're really that elite, you're not going to be able to afford to miss any of those, or else you're going to miss out on the top prize. And then, what's the point of all of this? But you're like, but you're like a real werewolf, though. Unless the people at the top of the motocross schedule are actually the werewolf elite, and they put Ooh. it around, or maybe it's a hundred percent of actual motocross riders are werewolves, and then they all take those three days off. That's true, no. too. So I've thought a lot about this. Um, well, not about this question because <laughs> I didn't know it, but in general. So I don't think supernatural creatures, because obviously they're real. Um, I don't think they're that prevalent in large groups. Like, I don't think you'd ever have, like, the motocross syndicate of the werewolf, like, clan. Because I we'd disagree. all find out. No, 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 no. I disagree because that's how you keep it tight, right? Like, if you spread them out and there's, like, a werewolf playing baseball, but a werewolf that motocrosses, then you would you it would be more likely to find, like, the one like guy that's on the outside but if they just were all werewolves then it would be harder to like figure it out how do you explain the audience because you have to the worry about the just normal there. people yeah, just, but, they they do make normal people. but the whole the, the whole point of like the um revenue stream for all of these weird like bike sports no offense to motocross werewolves out there is like pit meet and greets you pay extra to go walk the pit and like take pictures yeah. with these guys so if they're werewolves if they scratch or accidentally bite you smell so good then you turn into a werewolf and then what you're just gonna suddenly get a job with motocross no they can't yes. afford that that's a good no that's a good hiring like <laughs> i like that you can keep a secret if one of them is dead that's all i can say well joe i hope you're getting a little bit of an introduction to the minutia oh, we, we get into <laughs> when we talk twilight and kate a little advice stop dating people who race things right <laughs> no right because you have an issue with uh, a drifter dude no. who. Oh, that's right. That's Mark's right. dead to me. That. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm now not a motocross be guy. guy. He was. He's, oh, he does. Um, without giving too many details away, he's in a particular brand of motocross where you go into a mountain, and then the way it was explained to me is you balance your bike on a rock and you kind of hop it, but you don't really oh. do much. You know what I'm talking about, right? Real thing. Yeah. You, they do that with like with like um jeeps and stuff too, like like um rock climbing, but with like motocross things. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it's he's yeah, crawling. He 
He, it's something. It was something. It's, yeah, but he's not in this country, so I forget what he calls it over there. You have such an exotic lifestyle. Yeah, you've lived an interesting life. <laughs> Foreign motocross men in your life just coming in and out. Like, who knows? What's man? Were you a motocross wait, groupie was, in your no, day? No, I just met this guy. And, ew, it was it was a whole thing. I mean, look, not to get too in the weeds with my weird background, but there is a very famous rapper in England, and he was in my hotel when I was over there in 2018. And for whatever he reason, recognized him. Oh, he invited me to be in his entourage for the night, which I did. So for a very specific set of time on pictures of Instagram of this rapper, I'm in every single picture. It's the weirdest wow. thing. Wow. Oh, the journey that is your life. I love it. It's <laughs> beautiful. And that's what brings you so close to the Twilight world. It's great. It's interesting. <laughs> well, Joe, too, you know, I hope you're ready for what you're in store for this year. It's going to get crazy. It's going to get weird. We're going to talk Twilight films, um, and, and we're, we're going to get into the weeds. I'm just letting you know. But I, I feel like... I feel like you're ready for this. I mean, I've had you on so many of these lifetime films, and exactly, e- exactly. Like <laughs> enough said there, right? Yeah. Like, I feel like you're a guy who likes to get into the weeds. I do, I do. I, um, also, when we were talking about recording this segment, you were saying that you know you don't have to do any preparation and stuff because on Too Fast, you know, we always come in with like a rankings and stuff like that. But I, w- I would like to, I would like to present to you a rankings if that's possible. Oh, okay. Because I didn't want to put the pressure on you. We had done our rankings earlier in the episode, but I'm like, I'm not going to do that, Dame. I just want to let it fly. But if you have a rankings of of right now, what are your favorites? Because it'll change by the end of it, as you I'm well sure know. That's, so. what, that's, that's what I'm saying. So, what um, are your rankings right now of least favorite to favorite Twilight? We like um, to go backwards. I don't least. Oh, see, I don't know the names of them, so I have to go. <laughs> Describe them. Describe them. That's what, I'm, that's what I was. That's what I was planning on doing. Yeah. I figured. I figured Kate could help. Okay. Um. First one, Twilight Breaking Dawn Part Two. Obviously. Okay. Favorite. 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 Hands down. Okay. Okay. Second one is the first movie with Vampire Baseball and Edward Cullen pushing her into a car or whatever. That thing is great. <laughs> no, no. What's the name of it? Twilight. Just, okay. Okay. Twilight. Twilight. That's just. He's keeping. He's keeping a car pushing the car into the. Her. Exactly. Yes, yes. That part. That's a good part. Okay. Um, the <laughs> next one I really like is the one where she goes off the deep end and she likes to do all the the, the adrenaline junkie stuff. Oh, really? I like that one a lot. Yeah. That's fun. Which one's that, Kate? That's New Moon. That's our uh, second to least favorite. Okay. Oh, wow. And then, is that the same one that she spends all the time with the dirt bikes? Yeah. That's the same one? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. That, yeah, I definitely like that one. That one's third. And then... um. Probably like, man, the first part of Breaking Dawn is like so boring. Okay, and then the other ones just in some kind of mixed order. Those are my top. <laughs> wow, you're not even gonna give like some respect to the newborn vampire Victoria to war with the vampires and the werewolves coming together? Really, really? I don't remember that at all. I don't know what that is. <gasps> Maybe you didn't see that one. I don't think you saw it. Ed. That's why we're doing this. That's why we're. I've definitely we're watched wrong. all of them. We watched them in a row. I like. I watched all of them. But there's there's huge gaps in continuity. <laughs> so, um. <laughs> Really, it's just like an old, scary story. This might be my favorite game. The Kate Hudson eBay purchase of the week under $15, $20. What was it? So I have something to say, Kate. Uh Uh-oh. And I'm sorry. I might have gone a little over budget this time, but I promise it's worth it. 
We'll see. We'll see. I got real drunk. I went on eBay and bought a lot of dumb shit in the past month. I don't think that you got this. I just want to say I'm trying to help facilitate the whoring 20s, okay? I want to be a part of this, and I know that we can't see you on camera right now, but I am confident that you are going to love this thing. Rachel was, um, like, you know, bumbling around on TikTok a little bit, and she said she found something. She sent it to me, and she said, Joe, I think I got something for you to to help with the game okay. next time. And I was, I saw it. I nearly pissed myself. <laughs> and I messaged Brian. Well, first of all, I was like, Rachel, we have to find this. She said, okay. She helped me find it. Then I um, sent it to Brian. I was like, Brian, I have the best thing for the next game. I was like, I, I'm going to, to present these to Kate. I hope that she likes them, and I, I'm going to give you some choices here. That was something uh, I had said, that this is such a personal item that... there's Yeah, but but there is many choices here. You have to choose. So I'm dropping them into the, the DMs right now, and I think that to get ready, I know that it was, you know, it's summer, and I think you need one of these delightful oh, no. Twilight bathing suits. Oh no! You got many options. There's there's one piece. There's bikini. <laughs> there's many different how much, options. How much are they? Twenty five dollars. That's five dollars over the budget, but uh, they are going to disintegrate. But send them to me. They're already in the DMs. I highly recommend. Brian and I were making were making a pitch that this last one, the one of four different quadrants of Kristen Stewart's face <laughs> stitched together in a <gasps> one piece okay. is might be the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. First off, it's $30 because it's $6 delivery. Sorry, sorry. I, well, I told you I went a little over budget. I'm we'll, sorry, I'm sorry. We'll charge it on the Cage Club bill. Well, well I'll, I'll, I'll Venmo you the money later or something, Kate. If you pick the one that you like that's over the $20 budget. Oh my God, these are terrible. They're, come on, they're incredible <laughs> though. <laughs> Oh, the shit, bra- the one I want is unavailable. Oh, no. I want the Twilight Saga high-waist bikini cover slim bra top. Oh, I'm sorry. the boobs, there's nothing on it. It's just... Well, it, there is something on it. It just doesn't look like anything because it's printed weird. Yeah, it's his forearm is where, like, his... I, <laughs> yes. This is the one I want. Well, I mean, maybe we can Google it and find it somewhere else. I'm sure Amazon's not the only place that has these. But this is my presentation to you this time. I thought that, you know, hot girl summer, whoring 20s, we're getting back into it. You know, you can flex a little bit. And Brian was like, man, can you imagine you're just sitting there? You're at Sandals. You have a nice Mai Tai in your hand. And Kate Hudson walks by wearing this bikini. (laughs) Okay. I want you guys to know I would legitimately – wear the Twilight Saga high-waist bikini covers slim bra top. <sighs> it's out of stock, so here's what I'm going to do. What? I'm going to put an alert on it, so when it comes into stock, I am going to buy it. Have you ever seen these before, though, or is this is no. mind-blowing to you? Okay, good, because they're amazing, right? Like, generally? There's just, like, there's, I just love, like, I love it. I love it. Good, I'm glad that you, like, hold on, because, okay, so this is where this came from. This was the, like, TikTok video that Rachel 
that that Rachel had sent to me. So let me put that in the 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 DMs too. Y'all run, don't walk to Amazon right now. But dude, I was fucking like dying for this it's moment. Amazing! I would buy. Month. I want everyone to know that the cut of the bikini would like would be the most flattering, and it doesn't work unless you actually wear the swimsuit. You can't just buy it just to have it, right? Because the one piece doesn't look yeah. good on me. The the weird halter. Not to get too. That's too why high. we got that. We got that. Rachel's a woman. She understood. That's why she yeah. picked like you know a couple different cut side you know she's just like you know whatever makes you happiest that's fine but the prints are all fucking amazing they're amazing i see the cut of that the one that's out of stock and there's a reason why it's out of stock it's the best is because it's by far the most flattering <laughs> that's so good if you can find one that you like that's approved by the committee yeah. here <laughs> <laughs> no, just like any other, like, yeah, I'm sure that there's other options. This, I was just presenting these options. I think you should have a Twilight bikini is what I'm trying to say. A I Twilight know, swimsuit. So what's going to end up happening is at the end of this, after, because I've been losing weight because of, you know, broken hot girl league summer. Um, I'm going to take a picture with my cheap ass. By the way, it did not have the Han um, typo in the actual. Oh, okay. Damn it. Okay. So, yeah, I was going to follow up since this one has gone. So swimmingly well. Oh, bad pun. I didn't even intend to. <laughs> but, but I, oh I my think... god, there's just one of Edward Cullen. That's amazing, but it's a one yep. piece. If that's the... See? Oh, find one you like, send us the tweet. This episode comes out on Monday, so any if it's any time next week, that's the time amount you have to find one. And if not, we'll just keep the alert on the one you liked. But if you find one before that, let us know. We'll share it so that the slumberers know. But oh. Kate, yes, my next question. Let's follow up. Last time. Joe, you asked for Kate to buy something on eBay. Uh, what was it? It was like a something about your death will not leave me, or so. Well, it's a bracelet. It's a bracelet, yes, so with a typo. And you're saying Kate, it did not have the typo in real life. It did not have the typo. That was just the God image. God damn it. Okay. Whew. The card game. So, just to describe what this game is, I randomly purchased this whole huge pack of New Moon trading cards from NECA. Incredible. I went a little crazy. Uh, like a month ago, and bought all these other packs from other Twilight movies. Oh God! <laughs> yes. Wait, so you no. got them all? No, I don't Were have you them drunk? all. Drunk? No comment. I. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so look, I saw this one. It looked cool for Breaking Dawn, and the guy on eBay was like, "I could buy this for like whatever price it was, right? Or yeah. I could get that and three Eclipse packs in the same <laughs> package for like five dollars more." I was like, Fuck he upsold it. you on eBay? That's amazing. Well, it was like the same seller, but I'm like, he just wants to get rid of these. I'm like, why not? This is Twilight Forever, right? We're going to need a lot of cards for the next We're gonna need a lot of cards, 30 yeah. years. So how the card games works is there are six cards in each pack. Pack, yeah. Now we're, we're sticking the new moon because that's the open one. And we technically haven't done a new movie. And I don't have all of them anyway. On Eclipse, we can do Eclipse ones, but... I, like I said, I don't have all of them, so whatever. You just pick what you think will be on these cards, and you get points for how, however right you are. So, Joe, you get the first pick. Who do you think is on? Did we say we're like we can't draft the top three? Can we not draft? Is that was that what are the rules last? No, time? originally it was just like pick whoever, and you could pick whoever. You can draft the top three if you want, but you, it, since it's like, but it was we switch right? It's snaked, yeah. So Kate, then you, then Kate, then you. So okay. I'm taking I'm taking Team Edward. Okay, so that was dumb, Bella. 
Bella. Kate is taking Bella. Taylor Lautner. Say the character name, please. Edward and Jacob for me. Jacob, she okay. has Bella. I'm going to do Bella, and then I'm going to do... Uh, I'm going to do Billy Black. Billy Black. Good call. I'm going to take Edward's dad, the dad call-in. And just a reminder... No, Edward... no, 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 no. you got to know their names. <laughs> I'll let you... I don't know their names. I've seen these. I, I, I haven't seen this movie in months. It's not like we just watched that movie. I'll Come let on. it slide, but next time, know their name. So what's the dad called? Carlisle. 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 Okay. So just another thing too, just a reminder for listeners and you guys, y'all pick people. But last time, Bella's truck was on a card. Featured, yes, you know, yes. It could, yes. It could oh, be. Well, anything. I was about to. Well, yeah, I was about to pick um, Volterra. Okay, so that's what you're gonna do. Yeah, I've got Billy Black, Bella, and Volterra. The city of Volterra. Yes. Okay, here we go. I'm opening the packet so you guys can see on the this is like a This is like a Twitch stream. This is a card. Yeah, card break. You need break. the camera facing down. You need the, your yeah. little card <laughs> yeah, yeah, next to this. it. I'm excited. Card break. One point each. They're like tight. Oh my god. These are like <laughs> this is so weirdly magic. No, no. They're like 10 go, years old or whatever, right? Yeah. So like... Here we go. Here are the cards. First card up. Laurent. Who had Laurent? I, Nobody. Wait, no one. Wasn't he last time as well? No, we didn't get Laurent yet. I definitely no, haven't seen Laurent. this card yet. This is a okay. badass card. Look at this card. Awesome. You look, look at his blue steel face. And it says, there, I didn't expect to find you here. That's the quote. Yeah. Oh. That's what he says to her in the, the clearing. So you, both of you, everyone will get points for this one. It's just the poster. Twilight, New Moon. Well, I get two points. Kate gets one. Yes. That's how it works. Yeah, he does. Yes, that's how it works. So two more points. Let's see. Next card. Something to celebrate. Edward. And Bella. We both get Bella. a point. Both point, get a point. point. Something together. Edward and Bella meet at school. Happy birthday. Don't remind me. Your, your birth, <laughs> so good. Your birth so is good. definitely something to celebrate. Edward kisses her tenderly. Both have to remind themselves to move towards their classrooms. Yeah. Exactly. Whew. <laughs> that was so, it's dramatic. So Edward, that was extensive. So Edward... Bella points there. Next card. This is a partial card. It's called Goodbye, Edward. And you, this is where you build the full poster. But it just has Bella's face on it. So, <laughs> oh, another no! point for Kate. Another point for oh, Kate. God damn it. Fuck <laughs> you. All right. Here we go. The jump. Jacob and Bella are on this card. Man. Point each. The, point the each. jump. Dream. Bella dives into the Lapush Cliffs. Bella says this. There's only one way... I know to see him. So that's what I'll have to do. Oh. <laughs> so that's, that was touching. <laughs> All right. So one. one. Last card. Even. Last card in the break. Yeah, we're like completely tied. Joe, Joe, you're running away with this one. We get another Edward card. <gasps> with conditions, it's called. Bella and Edward discuss the timing of making her immortal and of doing it himself. I have one condition, if you want me to do it myself. What's the condition? And then, forever. It's what I'm asking. Marry me, Bella. <laughs> Boom. Listen, he wasn't in the movie that much. I thought these cards I've would be this. better. Kate, the cards are designed for people like you to buy. <laughs> if there wasn't six Edward cards in every pack, who the fuck would buy these? Laurent, um, you, okay, so this is the perfect segue into our last homework assignment because I forgot how funny it is that Donald Trump was in love with her our pats and serve still very well they could be well it, it is yes so we have two more homework assignments technically i skipped one by accident so we'll get that one at the end but the second to last one you alluded to kate yes 
Did you do your homework? Did you watch the SNL monologue, the the uh, Kristen Stewart one where she talks about the Trump stuff? Yeah. Joe, did you do it? Yeah, I did. Okay. okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. It is really great to be hosting Saturday Night Live, I got to tell you. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm here to promote my movie Twilight, which this week has been on iTunes for eight years. Um, I'm a little nervous to be hosting because I, I know that the president's probably watching and um, <laughs> I don't think he likes me that much. Here's how I know. Four years ago, I was dating this guy named Rob, um, Robert. And uh, we broke up and then we got back together and for some reason, it made Donald Trump go insane. Um, here's what he actually tweeted and, and this is real. Robert Pattinson should not take back Kristen Stewart. She cheated on him like a dog and will do it again. Just watch, he can do so much better. <laughs> now I know what you're thinking, right? That's so crazy. The president tweeted about you once. No, no, no. The president tweeted about me 11 times. Um, he also said, everyone knows I'm right, that Robert Pattinson should dump Kristen Stewart. In a couple years, he'll thank me. Be smart, Robert. I know. Um, and then one day later, he tweeted, everyone's asking me to speak more on Robert and Kristen, and I don't have time except to say, uh, Robert, drop her. She cheated on you, and she'll do it again. <laughs> okay, so to be fair, I don't think Donald Trump hated me. I think he's in love with my boyfriend. Uh, because he also tweeted this. Miss Universe 2012 pageant will be airing live on NBC and Telemundo December 19th. Open invite. Stands for Robert Pattinson. So yeah, that's crazy, right? Um, the president is not a huge fan of me. But that is so okay. And Donald, if you didn't like me then, you're really probably not gonna like me now because I'm hosting SNL and I'm like so gay, dude. What'd you guys think? I had seen this like when it came out. I hadn't seen it since. I knew the, of the Trump tweets. Amazing that he was obsessed so much with what was happening with Bella and Edward, essentially. Well, not really, but, you know, with uh, the actors. I don't remember this part coming out um, in closer uh, history. I do remember people digging up the tweets more recently and like laughing about those but i didn't know that she addressed it on snl and it was great and it was great and she did a really good job and like approached it very very well i think <laughs> agreed agreed so he wasn't president at the time but it's just so amazing that i mean i guess it's not as far-fetched knowing who he is but it's just amazing he was consumed consumed with it wasn't one tweet it was several tweets 11 she says <sighs> Kate, 11 tweets about her. Do you remember when Donald Trump tweeted about uh, Kristen Stewart? Or was this something that really um, took hold after he became president? I am sure it mattered to some people, but I have never really paid attention to what that person has done. Fair, fair. <laughs> fair. There you go. Fair. That's a very good point. Yeah. <laughs> Much like 47% of the population. <laughs> But I do remember when she was caught cheating, and I still contend that they, it was the end of their contract. But they got back together, she said after that. Yeah. 
to help her save face because I don't think that they expected it to blow up as, up as much in her face as it did. Crazy. I never really believed that was a real relationship. I always thought that was one of those Taylor Lautner, Lily Collins things. <laughs> ah, that's, yeah, that might be true. What did you, what'd you guys think of the rest of the opening with uh, the Kate McKinnon and uh, what's her name? A.D. Bryant. I love A. it Bryant. whenever uh, people drop the F-bomb on SNL. Yeah, that's great. So they have their whole little like, Kristen Stewart's personality, which everyone, especially at the time, they're all making fun of just her effortless. She's super cool. Yeah, her effortless We're not cool. cool enough to be her. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, the fact that she drops a natural F-bomb, it's like great because that, that just plays into the character. And that's the character. The, yeah, but kind of, you know, like who we think Kristen Stewart is. She would do that. So she seems delightful. I know a lot of people don't like her. I like her. I like she her. Can ruin my life for sure. <laughs> she was absolutely. Did you guys see Charlie's Angels? She was great in that. No, I need to. It was a great movie. I become in- increasingly lustier after Kristen Stewart the more we watch these movies. I really am. It's just going to continue. Wait till we get to the end ones. When oh, yeah, when she's really no. beautiful and special. <laughs> when, uh, the face magic does get better, by the way. <laughs> this is pretty important, Bella. Why don't you tell Jacob what you've decided? What, what now? Rose is trying to talk Bella out of her baby names. She hates them. Well, then I'm on your side no matter what you picked. Renesme. Renesme. Um. Go. Oh.